Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz, here to get you through your workday. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. First Tuesday of November, Melbourne Cup Day. Australians and New Zealanders alike come to a standstill at 5pm. For some, they remember 1976 and the New Zealand horse Vanderhum, a noted wet tracker. They were singing to the rain gods and on Cup Day, the heavens opened and Vanderhum's prayers were answered. Followed at the head of the others by Golden Black and Reckless is coming home well. Happy Union is still the leader. Down the outside, Vanderhum. And what's this one? Reckless, it could be right down the extreme outside. And Golden Black too. Reckless on the Vanderhum now is joined in. And Vanderhum shortly afterwards takes the lead at the 100 metre mark. Vanderhum is holding Golden Black at bay. And Vanderhum is going to win the cup. Vanderhum's got on the win from Golden Black. A photo of a third. Give it a kite, Thera. They're followed by Reckless in behind them. Happy Union. Go forward to 1983. Snowy and Anne Lupton of Waverley. They put their trusty farmstead Kiwi on the plane to Australia to take on the best that the Australians could throw at them. Kiwi cost them $1,000 and they were racing for millions. New Zealand jockey, the brash, the confident Jimmy Cassidy threw his leg over the six-year-old readying himself for the biggest race of their lives. He settled last, the rest is history. Here's Kiwi and a bad last is Amaranthi. Coming up the side, 900 metres left to go. Bianco Lady has taken the leader with Hayai and Hot's pursuit. And on the outside, coming around them quickly is Kiyamara. And they're bunching right up on the home turn. Many chances now. Mark Vogel, 250 metres left to go. Kiyamare being tackled by Mr Jazz and Noble Comet. Mr Jazz on the outside. Noble Comet the centre. Kiyamare. No fear running on. Noble Comet on the inside. And Mr Jazz. Noble Comet takes the lead. Kiwi. Kiwi will beat them all. It's come from last. Kiwi, Kiwi from the Melbourne Cup, a blistering performance. Kiwi coming from second last to beat Noble Commander and Mr Jazz in the Melbourne Cup. In 1988, the strapping Empire Rose, trained by Laurie Laxon, was squeezed into the starting stalls by jockey Tony Allen. He pushed the gigantic mare to the front of the field at the top of the straight. Some say too early, Tony Allen and Empire Rose said no. 500 metres to go in the Foster's Melbourne Cup and here goes Empire Rose up to challenge Orthal. 
two lengths farther away at the hit on the others our classic by Apollo run down the outside it's Candide called upon for a effort Mr Bunny Thorpe and down the outside Natsuki's flying from ideal centre man Empire Rose hit the front and went clear from Apollo run Natsuki finishing gaily it's Empire Rose in front Natsuki trying to pick it up from Narbonne Empire Rose just in front Natsuki coming hard a desperate finish I think Empire Rose has just won from Natsuki third placing to Narbonne 1997, Might and Power was a hero to many Australian racegoers. He had already won the Caulfield Cup that year, and it was New Zealand's Jimmy Cassidy once again that employed the daring catch-me-if-you-can tactics on the Hall of Fame gelding. An Arabian story is next, and then Viali. Might and Power shook off linesman, though. At the 300, he raced out by two lengths with Doremus challenging. Ebony Groves getting a rails run, followed by Grandmaster and Markham. Might and Power, the leader inside the 200. Two lengths in front of linesman, and then Doremus on the outside. Might and Power, the leader. Doremus trying hardest, coming at him. Might and Power and Doremus. Doremus getting to Might and Power. They hit the line. Photo, oh, nothing between them. Doremus or Might and Power in a close go. Photo third, either Markham or Harbour Dews and the numbers are in the frame number three, Might and Power has held on to win the Melbourne Cup by a nose from Doremus we go to 2005 and when you talk about wonder horses you talk about Maccabi Diva the great mare won in 2003 and 2004 as a 5 and 6 year old the connection said she wouldn't run if the track was too, for, too firm and the Victorian Racing Club they decided to water the track. Maccabi Diva lined up. Maccabi Diva, with 58 kilos on her back, went bang. Like a falcon coming around them, and Franklin's Gardens has dropped out. 500 left to go, coming around the home turn now. Portland Singer got to the lead from Mr. Celebrity. Ipop is running on, and then Strasbourg. Back behind those horses now, as they come down the straight was Vinnie Rowe. And back behind them, here's Maccabi Diva. A nation roars for a hero. She's starting to wind up. 300 left to go now. Maccabi Diva's racing up. Envoy's trying to go with her. They've got to Portland Singer and Lachlan River. Here comes like a falcon and excellent. But Maccabi Diva clear with 100 metres to go. Excellent runs to second. Onazun runs on. But a champion becomes a legend. Maccabi Diva has won it from either Onazun. Excellent. Like a falcon is close up. And just behind those horses then was Lachlan River. And then the most recent cup, last year, 2021. Two Kiwi greats in Chris Waller and James McDonald combined to pick up the Southern Hemisphere's greatest race. Straight at the 400 metres, a length and a half floating artist. Here's very elegant. She's coming home. 300 to go. The mighty mare moves up to incentivise and races on by. Then floating artist, Spanish Mission. But very elegant at the 150. The darling of the turf has raced clear. Three lengths incentivised. And it's very elegant. Ten group ones. And now the greatest of them all, the Melbourne Cup. Very elegant wins by three and a half incentivised Spanish Mission floating artist. Recent memories are usually the first ones to be recoiled through your memory banks, but some of those races, the Kiwis, the Might and Power, Empire Rose, uh, Maccabi Diva, three on the trot, the only mayor to have done that. Uh, fantastic memories of the Melbourne Cup, and I want yours. Share your wonderful memories of the Melbourne Cup. We are 0800 150811. You know the number, but I don't know your story. Share your stories with us of the Melbourne Cup, your great race day events that you've been to, the ones you've witnessed. Maybe you had a, 
a five dollar one, maybe you got the last horse in the in the office sweepstake and you got the win. How'd you spend it? Melbourne Cup Day is a special day really for Australians, but nearly equally for New Zealanders. Um, it unites people, it excites people, and there's just so many stories out there for Melbourne Cup Day. We're down at the Viaduct live to you from the Fox. This place will be pumping at 5 o'clock. It'll be throbbing from about 2 o'clock, I reckon. So get yourself down to the Fox if you want to come down. Great food and beverage is here for you um, and all of the pubs around the Viaduct. It's a beautiful sparkling day and wherever you are in New Zealand, I hope you have a sparkling day as well. So share your memories, your favourite racing memories. Be the Melbourne Cup or not, I'd love the Melbourne Cup stories. 0800 150 811. This is Midday Madness. Listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. So I go back to my Melbourne Cup memory. Was that 1983 Melbourne Cup with Kiwi? And I had Mr. Jazz, and my mate had Noble Comment, and we watched it in the Newman's Bus Depot in Wellington with a whole lot of Americans. And all the Americans said, Kiwi, is that a New Zealand horse? And I said, hell yeah. And from then on, I just loved the race. It's a magnificent race. Share your stories with us, 0800 150 I know there will be some ripper stories out there, and uh, share them with us. Do share them with us and um, share them with the whole country, actually, because this is the day we celebrate. Uh, on the show today, we will be taking a couple of races out of Flemington. In fact, race one, just to whet your appetite at about 12.45. But keen on your stories with us. So I think we've got Ed on the line. G'day, Ed. Hey, Staffy. Oh, you're a Melbourne Cup man, eh? Well, here's my story. So, um... We had the sweepstake, um, 2015, I think. And, um, the bro, he came on and goes, what did you get, bro? He got, um, Prince of Penzance. Oh, Michelle Payne. And then my bro, the cousin, he got, I think it was Criterion. He got second yep. and third anyway. So, oh. that was the trifecta. And Fantastic. we didn't put it on. Oh, no. You're joking me. No, no, I'm not joking. Well, I slapped myself because the boys came out with their um, their picks from the sweepstake, and we were going, "What? Oh, yeah, sweet!" And we didn't put it on. Well, we won the sweepstake and everything at work and stuff like that. But man, that was amazing! That race, Michelle Payne. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah, that's my story, Jeff. Good story, mate. Thanks for kicking us off. Uh, Ed out of Tolaga Bay. We go to Jeff. G'day, Jeff. Yeah, I love old Ed. The Steffi, he's a buddy. Good bugger, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Hey, uh, I don't know how far back you go to find horses, but I was actually going to, this is probably another day, but my uncle used to breed horses. Uh, he was an artist. He had, like, Centre Gallery, uh, Art Jewel, uh, Art World, but he had a horse called Art Lover that was going to go to the Melbourne Cup, so as a family, we were getting a bloody excited about that. You know, this, this is what have been back in the 90s, and... Uh, yeah, unfortunately he died, but, um, Uncle Brian, but, um, yeah, he had a horse called that lover, but it broke down. Something happened to it, and it had to be scratched from the, going oh, to the that's a shame. Cup, but he was that close, actually, but I always wonder what happened to that 
that line of horses that he had, you know. I don't know whether... Somebody obviously brought them when he passed away, Brian. But, but uh, just recently, in the last couple of years, I had to... I took my sports to students to... Um, I ran the internship program at the Polytech to went out to Flemington and we Mark Goody's the groundsman out there and um, we actually walked the course. Which is, you know, it was amazing, you know. And we talked talked about grass right round the whole track. <laughs> um it gave us a great a great insight. They actually uh hand when they redid it, um returfed it, it was all done by hand. They actually laid re uh, returfed it you know, a number of years ago. And uh, it's obviously a sports fry they use, but there's also a, a grass weed called Poa annua, and they actually hand dig that hand, you know, they lay, lay the staff out right across the, the track, and they actually go around hand picking or plugging, get rid of the Poa annua, which is a, a grass weed. But um, but most of those staff there are on about 100k plus. It's probably out of all the like golf courses and stadiums, that would be one of the highest paid, it is the highest paid turf job in Australia, uh, Mick Goody said. And, wow. uh, but I, I tried to get a, get a job there, but basically get away from some bugger bloody dies, you know. And uh, so, um, yeah, but that, that, that was an awesome experience, you know, the whole atmosphere. And I haven't been there yet, Snappy, but I'm, um, I'm, it's on the... The misses, and we'll definitely get there one day. Um, my favourite memory, and you just played it, and it all brings tears to my eyes. It's Kiwi coming from nowhere and coming through the pack, and it was fantastic. And got, my old eyes start to swell up again hearing that track, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. do stay listening. About quarter past two, we're going to have Jimmy Cassidy on the show, and we'll talk about that race and uh, make you tear up again, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, um, just get back to the well, Dittons that used to. In Mosgiel, and believe it or not, the, when those horses were getting um, trained and raced by the Dillon family in Mosgiel, the guy that was sweeping the floor after school was Steve Hanson. Because I was talking to Steve Hanson a while ago about it, and he he walked worked in the stables there. Wow. Yeah, old, old Shag. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Might so, be where he got his the, nickname. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Good, Good on you, Jeff. Enjoy the day. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, yeah. bud. There's Jeff. One more before the break. It's Nick from Christchurch. G'day, Nick. G'day, Steph. How are you going? Oh, good, Nick. Mate, I'm so fizzed after your show last year. I couldn't wait for it today, so I've hussed home and got you straight on. Got a real roughie in the sweepstake last year, so hoping for a bit more luck this year. Yeah. We're going to do the sweepstake um, between 3 and 3.30, so stay listening for that. I'll, I'll be sure to have you on, no doubt, no doubt. So my memory was in 2014... A mate of mine um, was down at the TAB, and I wasn't much of a gambler then, so I said to him, oh, can you put just put a $5 easy uh, trifecta onto me, not really realising how they worked. And we're sitting on his couch at home, and it was Red Cadeau who shot the barman, and I can't remember the third place. It was another one of the horses. They come over the line, and I said to him, oh, damn it, I had the horses, just not in the right order, not really realising how a box trifecta worked. And he said, oh, I've boxed them, and I won two grand. So I was pretty oh, stoked. What year was that? Uh, 2014, I believe. 2014, 2014. protectionist. Yeah. Protectionist, Reed yeah. and who shot the barman, maybe? It was oh. 2013, 14, one of those years. But that really uh, really got my love going for the box trifecta, and I haven't looked back since. Beautiful. I don't mind that. That's a good yard. Yeah. 
Yeah, nice. yeah. So I just you thought I'd share that with them. you today, mate. Yeah, you never forget them. Well, lock yourself in. It's going to be a fun day today. Melbourne Cup day always is. Thanks for calling in, Nick. First day of you at the helm, staff. Good on you, mate. Cheers, buddy. There's Nick out of Christchurch. Uh, see, they're the sort of stories we like. You never, ever forget them. You never forget them. 0800 811. Share your stories with us. We'll be back with them after a break. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Yep, Afternoons with Staffy brought to you alongside Gull. Gull.nz, fueling your mission all year round. Midday Madness is all about your favourite Melbourne Cup stories or any racing story, actually. Let's go to Nelson, talk to Sam. G'day, Sam. Staffy, brother, how are you, mate? Good, thank you, Sam. Good to see those Rams get pumped yesterday, eh? There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, just a uh, quick one on the Melbourne Cup. Um, well, I was living in Perth at, at the time, and um, it's about four of us, me, my brother-in-law, and one of my other mates and his brother. Anyway, we put him for a uh, trifecta, and we, I can't remember what year it was, but we won about three and a half grand. I'm like, shit, this, you know, this is awesome. What are we going to do with it? So, because uh, there's like four of us, so we thought, we're going to buy a boat. Because we love fishing and that. We thought, shit, let's buy a boat. So we brought the, you know, you can't get much of a boat for three and a half K. But anyway, first, I don't know, do you know Perth at all? I do know it well. Okay, well, yeah. So first day we went fishing, we were out the back of Rotteness Island. Mm-hmm. The boat broke down, the... Three and a half k, you know, it's not a very decent boat. Had end up getting towed back by the coast guard, cost about a thousand dollars. That boat was a ride off, so, and within five days, the money was gone, and we had to dispose of the boat. Cost us about another uh, about another seven hundred bucks to get rid of the boat. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story, mate. That's, yeah, because oh. I think Perth have a cup day on the. I don't know if it's a cup day, but they hold a big meeting as well. I think on the same day. Yes, they do. Uh, over at... Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's a big... Belmont. I yeah. know. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the name of the uh, racetrack okay. over here? Ascot Belmont, oh, one of those. Think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, true story. So, three and a half K down the gurgler in a boat. Cost 700 bucks to get rid of it. Oh, <laughs> that is a yarn. That is what we're looking for, <laughs> Yeah, Sam. true story. True story. Awesome. Good on you, buddy. All right. Okay, Great yarn. I tell you what, Sammy's going to be shortlisted for the Able Living Caller of the Month. Uh, the quarter of a month's going to win an Oklahoma Joe's Blackjack Charcoal Kettle Grill. Oh, lock that one in, Sammy, and put that through to the shortlist. Let's keep going, though. We've got Simon from Hamilton. G'day, Simon. G'day, Staffy. How are you? Good, Simon. I might have one to beat it, I think. Uh, oh, nice. Monday night before the Melbourne Cup, climbing to bed. The wife says that you're going to have a bet on the Melbourne Cup tomorrow, and she doesn't really enjoy it itself as such. Um, but she's learning to like it. But um, I said, yeah, I'm going to have a bet. I like a couple of horses. And she goes, I want number eight. And it was called Mad Rush. And I says, yep, sweet. Woke up the next morning, sat around the uh, breakfast table with my two kids, eight and ten. I said, pick a number between one and 24. My eight-year-old said number 10, and my 10-year-old said number 12. I boxed them up the next day. With about two minutes before the start of the race, four, five, eight, ten, and twelve for a par, fifty cents, thirty dollars. Yep. Stood there and watched the race. 
debuted at 10, Bauer at 12, and Sailor Gur at 4. 10, 12, 4. Just oh. about hit the roof. The phone went straight away. Did we? Did you get the family bet on? I says yes, I did. What was number? What what came third? And she said number four. And I says, oh, I think we've got it then. She goes, yeah, we've got it, we've got it. So I walked back in, stood next to the guy I was um, I was talking to inside watching the race, and he goes, uh, I said, what was third? And he goes four. And I says, oh, he said, have you got it? And I says, I think so. Showed him my ticket, and he goes, yeah, bro, you've got it. Civvy's come up on the screen. Trifecta paid $29,900. Shut the got gate. 14, I got 14, just under 14 and a half K. Bro. So it doesn't, it doesn't end there. I want, uh, left there and I was meant to be playing touch rugby. Call him to touch. It says, I can't play. I've got to go. No, we're two people short. So I'll hide the ticket under my seat in my car and lock my car and play touch head home and obviously knew I just called into a mate supermarket I bought a, a carton of Dukes and 10 cartons of Steinies and, <laughs> and uh, as you do, called into the TAB at Chartwell and handed over my ticket because I had 20 each way on Sailor Gur and I said to the lady oh here's one and she goes uh, oh that's a good one, it was about 120 bucks and I said oh yeah, well, can you just check this one for me well her eyes popped out of the head and she goes do you want the money or do you want to put in your account? And I says, what do you mean? And she goes, I can give you cash. So I thought, well, I'm never going to have that much money in my hand in my life ever again. And um, took the cash, went home, had a hell of a party, um, and woke up the next morning and couldn't find the money. No. I'd, entrust, I'd entrusted it to my eight and my ten-year-old kids. <laughs> I went into their bedrooms after I'd been everywhere else, and they were sleeping in it. <laughs> True story. It was a hell of a hell of a day. Oh, that's a heck of a yarn, Simon. Uh, sorry, it's it's Sam, is it? That is that is a yarn, Not Simon. Oh, Simon. But I tell you Simon. what, I've taken those numbers every year, regardless, and I've put them out there now. I won twelve hundred dollars off them and four hundred dollars off them. In, in the last, since 2008, of those numbers have come in three times. Oh, unbelievable. So what's your numbers today? Uh, well, I haven't even looked at the field, really. I like I like three and I like nine. They'll be there, but I'll be taking my family bet as normal. But, yeah, I quite like the stockman and I quite like um, number three. I can't even remember it. Fantastic. So All right. we'll w- wish you well. Sleep in, sleep in your money tonight. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, Simon from Hamilton, this is Midday Madness sharing stories of Melbourne Cup wins. Give us a call, 0800 150 11. I'll just get Joe and Michael to hold on there just for a couple of minutes. We need new sport and weather update, and we'll be back with those calls and your calls after that. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Welcome back in uh, to Afternoons with Staffy here on SENZ. Great to have your company in association with Gulf. Fueling your mission all year round. We're live from the Fox. Let's go back to the calls. Joe from Gizzy. G'day, Joe. Yeah, Afternoon, Staffy. That's a pretty good nudge, that story old mate uh, Simon just touched up there. It's not uh, bad, eh? 
Well, yeah, but that that that, that uh that giveaway's got my name on it already, mate. So literally, so um, <laughs> we were at university and uh, we took our student loan out, and went to the '93 Melbourne Cup, Ooh. and uh, yeah, back then, way back, Waikato boys. You know, so we, we've done a bit with our student loan back then, which wasn't really studenty. So we roll over there for for four days, and uh, we bumped into a whole lot of Irish boys at an Irish pub. I was going to uh, say, is this vintage crop year? Is it? This is the vintage crop year, and uh, all these Irish boys are telling us, they're telling us, like, there's no, there's no other horse in the race. There's no other horse in the race. And we get over there and we're like, yeah, okay. Then and then we bump, we bumped into these guys three times in three different days at different pubs. And we're like, oh, this is something. So we, we lump on vintage crop and vintage crop, the Dermot World and Mick Canane bolt up the vintage crop. Jesse was a good horse that year. So he wins and we get on it and we think, oh, yeah. So we, we win a little over seven grand between us, which back then was a hur a lot of money for students. So we thought we'd just stay in Melbourne for another two weeks. And uh, that's where our money ran out. And back then you could actually just flex your flights. So we did another two yep. weeks and that was outstanding. And then bring it forward to now when I'm a, supposed to be an adult and uh, have children, we go down and I take my kids into the TAB, which, you know, that, that's a good adult thing to do. And uh, I've got a three-year-old and I've got two seven-year-olds. And so we roll into the TAB and I'm like, righty, let's pick some horses. So my daughter is drawing on the TAB forms and she's drawing moon and stars. And so she picks green moon. Yeah, my daughter, my other daughter name uh, ends in me, like Kalani, so she takes that one, and uh, we think, oh yep, we've been to, we'll take uh, Forente and we'll take Jackalberry. So we take five, and we box them up for ten cents on the for, for the trifecta. It comes yep. in and pays forty five k, right? Oh. And we had the first four. It paid nine hundred sixty nine k. We didn't get oh. that. But yeah, yeah. We thought, oh, we'll just, you know, for 10 cents for our horses, we three days, we'll, we'll spend 50 bucks. But if we'd gone the whole hog, I remember spending $969,000, and we're sitting there even at 45 grand, and we got 10 cents worth, you know, we got our four and a half grand. We were absolutely over the moon, literally the green moon. And my babies oh. were like, Dad, we won, Dad, we won. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, don't tell your mum, don't tell your mum. <laughs> <laughs> but... but Love the Melbourne Cup, absolutely outstanding. And uh, yeah. today, I just think uh, I don't think the favourite will get it. I think it'll be too wet for him. It's hosing down there at the moment. Yeah, we got a mate over there. We've just we, we, we're running earlier, and um, we, we've taken we'll box up eight horses, um, which will cost us sixteen hundred and eighty dollars today for the fir- for the first four. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, for a dollar. But we I've taken New Zealand bred horses, ones that get the trip. And ones that go in the wet. And your, um, what's your selection? Oh, I'm Emissary. about the, seven, the seventeen and the four. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we've we've got that in ours. We've got uh, the top weight because there's a reason you're a top weight, eh? And That's I just right. think I just think you'll grind. Now, we'll take the toppy. Um, yeah, you, you've got to have the stockman in there. Uh, you've got to have a, f- a few others. But I've just we've gone kiwi breeds, and uh, we just think you've got to have swimmers. You know, yeah. because when Kempi's horse came from the back the other week in the Copeland, you know, at the back, and he, he swam through that, and it was just probably 500 metres too short for him. 
that, that's yeah. what's going to happen here. You're going to see horses come from the back, just like Very Elegant did last year. They finish over the top of them because they go just an absolute pace. You know, you're looking at the ambulance, and he's doing 60, 70K, and these horses are motoring along for two miles. But I just think um, by that time, the, the track will be chopped up. It'll be really intriguing to see what happens down on the rail. And these, these are war horses. They, uh, I think a lot of them will get found out here. I mean, hey, there's a lot of European horses in there. They've come here. They've run Australian races in the last month. They've run nowhere. But all the, whole, all the tracks in Australia for the last two months have been wet. Yep. Right? And then the, it, it's fined up in Sydney a little bit. But Brisbane's hosing down. Melbourne's hosing down. Uh, I think you're going to need swimmers and you're going to need something with a bit of ticker. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to box up eight. We're not really interested in each way in horses because $969,000 is what you could get for a dollar in the Great Melbourne That's what you do. That's what you do, champion. Thanks for calling, Joe. That's what we do, mate. All right, big boy. Joe from Gisby, he's got it sorted. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're just going to get Michael to ring back after the break because we're going to take, just going to whet your appetite with the first race out of Melbourne. It is the Dali Meribirongong. It's a heck of a name, uh, but it's a group three race. It's a group three race for two-year-olds. There's a horse in here, number one, Zolfika. Now, all of these horses except two of them, all of them are first starters, but Zolfika, drawn three, one start, one win, $3.60. Captain K is sitting next to me here at uh, at the Fox, and and he said, exposition, Chris Waller, James McDonald, first starter, 7 bucks. We'll take you to Flemington after the break. Great to have your company on Melbourne Cup Day. We are live at the Fox on the Viaduct. If you're local, come on down, say g'day, and uh, have a lunch, have a pint, if you like. Melbourne Cup Day, we've just seen our first sight of Flemington. It, it looks quite lightly overcast. I don't think it's raining at the moment, but the rain is expected to come in at about 1 o'clock. Uh, sorry, yeah, 1 o'clock their time, which is pretty about two hours away. So um, we will see if it arrives. But we've got the first race coming. So just to whet your appetite, it's a Group 3. It's over 1,000 metres, so it's just a minute a minute race. Um, Kier's backed Exposition. Captain K, he's backed uh, Exposition. Uh, trained by Chris Waller, ridden by James McDonald. Kier's backed it at 7.50. His punt has moved it into 6.50. I do like the look of Zolfika, but I haven't seen any of these horses. It's a one start for one win horse. James Cummings is a very well-renowned trainer. Uh, they are milling about behind uh, behind the starting stalls at Flemington, down the 1,000-metre chute, so it's pretty much a straight-out run. The interesting thing to me will be whether they split. Quite often the outside horses will go the outside fence, inside, inside. There. And also I'll be looking to see how much the track is cutting up. Um, it says it's a shower, it's a soft five at the moment. And uh, you don't really know till the horses gallop down there in earnest. So uh, loading away about half the field, have loaded the way. Uh, the favourite is number one, Zolfika. It has drawn the three, so a nice barrier draw. So let's go over live to Flemington for race one. Girl bubbles going in, just wants to balk at the last moment. 
There's Jamie Mott aboard. She's in now. One of three fillies in the race. They're set for the first on Cup Day. And they're ready. Gates are back and away. Cracker rib just jibbed to the right there slightly. Amelie began cleanly with Zolfa Carr and Hellish the outside. So after the first 150 metres, Cracker rib in front from Zolfa Carr. Amelie Hellish and out deeper on the track is Bad Girl Bubbles. Behind those horses then, not too far away from the action, is Awestruck. About three off the lead. Almost got a brush from Hellish there then exposition as they reach the 550 metres over on the far side was Little Bros and at the end is Diabelli so the leader of the 450 is Cracker Rib by about a length and a half Bad Girl Bubbles, Little Bros over on the far side and Zolfa Car still there but under pressure coming through as Awestruck, only about two off the front then Bad Girl Bubbles and Hellish Cracker Rib the front runner below the 200 metres, Little Bros trying hard and then Awestruck still Cracker Rib, it's wandering off the dance floor but still led by a link punched out and Cracker Rib is going to win it. Cracker Rib from Little Bros Allstruck Hellish and then came Zolfa Carr and Dia Belly. There we go. Um, cracker Rib. $26 outsider. What a way to start the day. Drawn the one. Uh, trained by Simon Zara. Uh, the jockey uh, Damien Thornton. Um, one start for sixth. I didn't look at it because I love two-year-olds that have had a start against a bunch of two-year-olds that haven't. So there you go. Cracker rib number two from number six and number, I think it's awestruck, number nine. So uh, six, little bros, that's 280 a place, and number nine, 220 a place. I tell you what, if you found that one, if you found that one at the bottom of the book, cracker rib, I should have taken that. It was about this time last year I cracked mine. It's the omen bet. Uh, 26 and 5.50, heck of a way to start. Uh, same price, fixed odds, and, and tote as well. Um, interested in your yarns, your Melbourne Cup yarns, any yarns you like. We've had some absolute rippers. 0800 150 uh, Midday Madness continues. We go to Tutukaka. Michael, g'day, Michael. Hey, Steffi, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Good. Hey, a couple of things for me. Um, the best function we ever used to go to was the one they used to have down at Solbar. Absolutely yes. outstanding. Start, started about 11.30 and finished about midnight at night. Uh, the last year before COVID, um, we never went there because a mate of mine organised the two down at headquarters. Anyway, he organised all these people to go to it and sold tickets to it and everything. And he buggered off to Melbourne to go to the Cup itself, right? So we're all, all sitting at the door and the hosts in Melbourne and we're in Auckland and, and, the, and the phones were going and the thing comes back. He goes, mate, you, you boys, you've got to get onto this horse. You've got to get onto this horse. I've been talking to the trainer and it, it's going to win it. And it was an outsider, right? And this was the last one before COVID, I think. Anyway, we just sort of didn't pay much attention to it. And he's ringing back. No, no guys, you just got to climb into this, climb into it. So anyway, I can't remember how much I put on it, but I walked away with two and a half grand. My wife walked away with about 700 bucks. And then we went back down to Solbar to see a few friends down there. And I went to cash my ticket in the TAB. And it took about an hour and a half to cash it in because I thought, because I didn't have a TAB account in those days. And they wanted to know who I was so they could give me the cash. And it was so much fun and so funny. Eh? But yeah, those were, those were good days, those Solbar days, eh? Uh, we are right, I think we are immediately next door to Solbar, actually. So I'm about uh, 30 metres from, from the scene of the crime, Michael. Yeah, yeah. And I think just the last thing, Steffi, I think the best one was when Kiwi won it. Because, like, all the horses you played before, they were all, you know, they're fantastic horses. And they were probably expected to win it. Win it but no one saw 
um, old Lupton's horse from Waverley coming through from nowhere to win a day. It was probably the most exciting one because it just was so far out of left field, you know. Oh, completely, and just written off. Um, I mean, not even I'd written it off on the turn, but uh, yeah, about quarter past two, 20 past two, we'll be talking to Jimmy Cassidy, who rode it in 1983. So stay listening for that one, buddy. And are you guys doing a sweep today, are you? We are doing a sweep, so between 3 and 3.30, we're going to get you to call, and the first, how many horses are left now? 22 callers, so we'll do 11. Then we'll take a break, we'll do another 11. You'll all just be randomly, Kez has got his cowboy hat full of all the horses, he'll pull one out, I'll tell you a little bit about it, and whoever draws the winning horse is going to get a $200 Good Spirits Hospo voucher. And uh, the good folks oh, here, um, the Fox is one of theirs, so, um, but there's work. a whole variety of them. So $200 voucher, free to enter, just fast fingers after 3 o'clock. All good. Have a good one. Cheers, brother. Cheers, Michael. Michael from beautiful part of the world, Tutakaka. Uh, we go to Reed from Gore. G'day, Reed. How you get on, Steffi? Good, thanks, Reed. Hey, uh, got a yarn for you about Melbourne Cup winning. So, um, good mate of mine plays in the rugby team, and that he, um, yeah, he's always loved a bit of a punt. And one day he, he sent me a Snapchat of a, of a couple of tickets he'd taken first balls and whatnot. And this is in the, the year of uh, Prince of Penzance winning. Yep, I remember that. Anyway, well. sure enough, the race happened, and um, I was like, oh, gee, I'm pretty sure he had that bloody horse. So I checked through this, I screenshotted these Snapchats. How do we look? But he, sure enough, he had one, two, three, four. And I said, I messaged him and said, mate, you've, you've, you realise you've probably just won a shitload of money. And he said, um, oh, you know, I don't know what it's going to fight. Sure enough, the first four was $305,000. But on his ticket, he only had 5% of it, and it was a TAB ticket. Anyway, he um, he got to the TAB. I, I worked it out that he'd won twenty one grand or something. Anyway, he got to the TAB counter and ended up getting twenty eight grand. But because on the ticket it only had it says five uh, percent, but it doesn't say the point like the decimal, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he had an extra he had five point eight percent. So he ended up getting another eight grand from that first four as well. Wow, that's a yard. Yeah, I, I love that. He, he paid for a family trip away, and yeah, he was bloody wrecked about it. Awesome. Good yarns, Reid. I enjoy it. Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bud. Um, Sammy Hewitt, um, I've lost track of our, our break, so we've got one more break to go before the news. Sammy Hewitt, we have. Okay, yes. Yeah, so let's take it now. If we can, I might play race two from Pukekohe because I've spied one. It's called Annotate. It's number 12. If you've got time, get it on. If we've got time, we'll play the race. All the afternoon delight you'll ever need. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. We are going to bust straight to Pukekohe race two. I've got a funny feeling about Annotate. It is drawn the one draw Lindsay Satherley in the saddle. One start for a fours. It's paying $7. We'll cross to Pukekohe. Go Annotate. Is 15, Valdez Aldo completely dominates the betting. So the last one is to come into line, and that is Mersey Beat. So we're set at the 1400 metres, second on the card. Gates open now, they're off. 
First away was Mersey Beat to lead out. Uh, going forward up on the outside of it, Super Daisy. Posse Vibe is handy as well, followed round them by Silver Stream. Another one parked out deeper is Annie. Two links away and behind those next, we've got a wall of them, including Val Soldo with Checkered Past. Annotate along the inside and out deeper on the track is El Paso. Two back to see the light and then came Forever Young. She's a flyer, Tomsk. And three links away, last of all, is Drakmar. Off the back they come, 900 metres left to run. And the pacemaker, Posse Vibe, worked through on the inside to be the leader by length now for Manny. Third up on the outside is uh, working forward is Silver Stream, followed round then by Mersey Beat, and then came a Super a super Daisy. It is over on the inside. And between runners, Valdezoldo, the favourite, is only four lengths off the leaders. Out wider, El Paso from Fever Young. And a Tate back midfield over on the rails. In further back in the field is She's a Flyer as they head for home. Uh, heading the rest to see the light. And then Forever Young, Tomskin, out wider, Drakmar. Homeward bound, 300 metres to go. Super Daisy rounded them up here. And went clear by two now from battling away. Coming after them out of the pack here. Uh, looking to warm up late now as Valdezoldo. Mersey beat as well. And also see the light. But it's Super Daisy at the 100 metres clear. Here's Valdezoldo and see the light coming after. This leader needs the post. They've grabbed it right on the line. It is very, very close. Valdezoldo in a photo. Not me that time. I think it's uh, about a fifth place, a fifth place uh, for my one. But stick around. Graham, stick there, boy. We'll get you after the new sport and weather. Um, so much more to come, including Noel Harris and Jimmy Cassidy. It's Melbourne Cup Day on SENZ. Thanks to Gold. Fueling your mission. 365 days of the year. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Get ready for a workday pick-me-up. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. There's a bustle in the city, there's excitement in the scrub. There's a drone of rowdy voices in every Aussie pub. For a year we've all been waiting and we've put our money up And we're out to back the winner of the famous Melbourne Cup There's a pause in all production for our minds are on the race And it's time when all our worries are We would love you to back the winner of the Melbourne Cup It is Melbourne Cup Day, first Tuesday in November And it's the first, that only happens once every seven times That the first is on the Tuesday, oh, I'm just guessing I'm guessing. Uh, back to the phones. He's been holding on. He's a champion, man. Graham, wide it up. Uh, kia ora, Graham. Hey, Steph. How are you today, mate? Good, thanks, Graham. God, we've had some good Melbourne Cup days. Oh, yes. Have we what, mate? And I've got one uh, to tell you a little story. Uh, when, uh, remember, we used to go out and help um, in branches and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, well, I went to the 2004 and five Maccabi Diva uh, Melbourne Cups. And then um, Efficient in uh, 2007, our mate Steve, very much involved with that one. You know, fond yes. memories of that. Um, but um, in 2013, I went out and uh, helped when I was working at TAB, um, went out to help my local, the Brooklyn Bar um, in Wellington. And um, this old guy came in and, uh, and he goes, oh, can you help me put a bet on it? And I said, yeah. I said, what do you want? He goes, I don't know. And I said, look, there's these things called a $20 um, race pack. He goes, okay. He said, what do, what do you like? And, then, and he said, um, oh, Fiorenti, the, the favourite. I said, oh, okay, radio. So we put it on. Anyway, go through. We are flat out. Got halfway through a beer, and about half past five, he wanders, wanders in, and he goes, do you remember me? And I said, sure do. And I said, here you go. And he goes, I think I've got, I think I've got it. 
I said, you got what? He said, I think I got a lot. I went, hey. I said, right, hey, come here. So I said, good boys, watch this. And um, I went over and scanned, five each one, Fiorente. He got the Quinella. Um, I think it was up to about $86 then or something like that. Um, he got the uh, the trifecta, went up to 1500 uh-huh. Bing, first four, 26700 oh, <laughs> <laughs> And he was an old guy from the restaurant down in um, Newtown. Oh, great. I love that. I love that. I know. I know. It's a story I'll never forget, mate. I'll never forget. And he came back and gave me 100 bucks, mate. Oh, nice. I love that. Well, he could yeah, he, he wouldn't have won it without your help. No, no, exactly. Exactly. He, he had no idea. He, he knew who he wanted, the horse. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. Before, before I go, have a wager race five today, mate. Number, um, number, uh, race five, number four, I think it is. Bigger. Have a go. Race five, number four. Is that at Flemington? No. Pukekoe. Oh, yeah, Puki. Right. That's going on my list. I've written that down. Playing 10. Playing 10. Get on before everybody else does it. All right, mate. Get on there, Kez. Captain K's got his uh, website open. He's onto it. Thanks, Graham. Sorry, mate. See ya. Cheers, buddy. There we are. Race five, number four, Digger at Pukakawi, paying $10. And uh, we've got another one that's come through. Flemington. Flemington, race four, number eight, Tokenist. Now, this is a good tipster, this guy, Rushy. Thank you, Rushy. Writing that one down. It's hard to read, write, run my phone, run my microphone. Um, someone's just giving us weather updates, which I do appreciate. Uh, is that this guy here? He sent us... i tell you what, the equipment's not as good when I'm out in the field. It's bucketing down in Melbourne. That's Simon from Melbourne. Um, it looks like someone sent me a link, which I'll try and open shortly. Uh, it's about 1K from Flemington. He says, uh, let me just see if I can open up this. If this is a this is a little weather link, I'm going to escape. Mate, this is amazing. No, it won't open on this little laptop. It's an app apparently. But, yeah, so uh, people from Melbourne are texting the show saying it's raining. So thank you. That's information we all, we all do need. Um, texts are coming. Here's one. Had a trifecta and a Quinella when it paid over $5,000. I was underage to bet at the TAB, and it was a decent payout. I got a friend to cash in the ticket. Next few weeks, slowly things I had purchased, including a 50cc motorbike that I'd been saving up for, and a top-range stereo system. Oh, yes. that That's the key thing. Like, If you have a win, go and buy something that will last. So you can just say, that that's what I bought with my winnings. Dave from Palmy. G'day, Dave. G'day, Steffi. I think I've told this before, my first ever bet was on Kiwi. And I had to give a guy $2. I was still at high school to go in and put the bet on it. paid $5.25 and got $10.50. And I thought it was easy ever, ever after that. But I think my the best bet I had was, I think it was around 2001 or 2002. Brew won the Saab quality on the Saturday and I put 25 bucks on it, 40 to 1, and it won. I couldn't believe it got a thousand bucks for twenty five. That was a, a good bet, and I think Brew got retired and became a police horse. Wow! Uh, today I've narrowed it. I've narrowed it down to seven for the first four, and fifty bucks will get me twenty three percent of the first four. But if it's like Saturday, the Golden Eagle, eighty two thousand, I'll take the twenty three percent. Of course you will every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I like number twenty two, high emotion. 
22 All right. and Oh, there you, there you go. go. There you go. Not, okay. not, Good luck, not, Yeah, too, buddy. Thank you. Um, it's having a few problems with my text machine here, but I'll see how I can get on. Uh, hey, Steph, I'm placing bets for all my mates and myself on the Wakefield Stakes Derby Day. Box Quinella and Trifecta of 1, 3 and 17. The guy misheard my mumbling and gave me 1, 3, 7 and 10 instead of 1, 3, 17. Didn't realise his mistake as was placing so many bets. It resulted in a $10,000 trifecta. Funny thing was, he got the Quinella numbers correct. One of your colleagues from TAB uh, was one of the bleary-eyed group. Ooh, wonder who that was. Uh, plenty money to waste on Atalax Cup. Mark from Christchurch. Tune. That's a yarn. Um, Staffy, I tried to call, but no answer. Yeah, we're just down to one person in the booth. Sorry, Craig. Um, I'm not a big racing guy, but absolutely love Melbourne Cup Day last year just because of your show. Just tried to take your pick a pick cowie, but misheard you and took Annie at 31. <laughs> Shame didn't come in. Yeah, neither came in. Uh, some, uh, Dale said, dollar on see the light for $81. Not a bad start to the day. Yes! Kiz just pointed to me that that one paid $81. Dale got it. This is awesome. This is great news. Um, I'm just trying to find there was something else, and I've lost it. But anyway, still to come on the show today, we have Noel Harris. He'll be joining us uh, very, very shortly. Uh, just double make check. Sure. Yes, he'll be joining us very shortly. Um, we've still got time for what's making news from Sammy Hewitt. Uh, Jimmy Cassidy between 2 and 2.30. Can't wait for that. We're going to bring you race four from Flemington. I think I've found one there. I think I've found one there for you in race four at Flemington. We'll play the vault after that as well. Still a chance. We've got a new vault. We had a winner yesterday, $200 TRB bonus bet uh, to Luke from memory. Uh, so a new vault worth 50. You get seven yes, no questions and answers. See if you can unlock the vault for the 50. And then our sweepstake will start after three. You can't enter it yet because it's phone calls only. And it'll be the 22 people that get through. Uh, Captain K sitting next to me here. Sammy Hewitt's in the studio, but Captain K will draw them out of the hat. He's got 22 numbers written on bits of paper. I'll tell you a little bit about the horse, and whoever draws the winning horse will get a $200 Good Spirits Hospo voucher. Good Spirits Hospo voucher for $200. Um, now, I think Good Spirits Hospo are Auckland-based, so I think it's the Cavalier, I think it's Danny... Uh, no, uh, well, one of the ones up here but of course Danny Doolin's definitely the fox where we are as well and I just recommend coming to the fox because if you've been listening to this show you're a sports fan and just looking around now we've got UFC on but most of the TVs are on the races of course um, Flemington Flemington. It's huge, huge day. Righto, we are going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to catch up with Hall of Flame, uh, Hall of Flame, Flame, Smoking Hot, Hall of Flame. He is a Hall of Fame jockey. His name's Noel Harris. Handbrake Harry after the break. Kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Well, of course, on Melbourne Cup Day, I think one of the most important components is a jockey and one of New Zealand's absolute bests. He, he was recognised 2018 New Zealand Racing Hall of Fame, 2,100 plus winners, 34 Group 1s. Noel Handbrake Harry Harris. G'day, Harry. 
How you going there, Snappy? All good? Yeah. Uh, you missed out 10 Group 1s in Australia on that total. Oh, <laughs> 10 in Australia as well. Well, I mean, gosh, it was a it was a decorated career, wonderfully decorated career. But Melbourne Cup Day, Noel, what, what does Melbourne yeah. Cup Day do, do to you? I mean, you've been around the racing game your whole life. Is it a special day for you? Yeah, it is. I've got Pukekohe today and I've got the apprentices, so um, mentoring the apprentices, but yeah, it's every jockey's dream is to ride in the Melbourne Cup at least, you know. Um, but to run a placing or win it is something special stat, you know. So, Yeah, I, I want to go back to 1973. You were 18 years old and you ran a drum. You, you came second on Glengowan. Can you go back to when you were 18? Did you realise the magnitude of what you were doing at the time? Yeah, well, especially when I... When we hit Melbourne, um, I'd, I'd gone there about three weeks a month earlier, rode a few winners, a couple of them, Mooney Valley and the Fan Stakes, so won the Caulfield Stakes, and then come Cup Day, it was, geez, it was just huge, you know, um, to be part of the, the crowd, and it was so electrifying, and as you said, at 18. Um, but I'd won the premiership here as an apprentice in New Zealand, and my dad, um, Entrusted the horse with me, so probably the sad thing is, um, at eighteen I had a lot of years to try and win a Melbourne Cup, but for me dad, not many trainers get a chance to train one, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a good old old family affair. Do you remember much of the race, Noel? Yeah, oh, I got a beautiful run. I, you know, and I felt like Roy Higgins followed me, and after the race they said, "Boy, on a man's errand." Um, but the Aussies were like, and. Uh, Roy Higgins says that boy couldn't have ridden any better. I, I momentarily up the straight and the horse rolled in a bit, so I, I sort of stopped riding for half a stride. But the horse that won it, um, Frankie Rose, Gala Supreme, he come in with about 49 on his back, and he, he was the horse to beat. And, yeah, um, and my horse had 57. So, yeah, I, I think as it panned out, I couldn't have got a better, better run through the race than... Uh, yeah, what could have been, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. you you rode a lot in Australia, and a lot of success in Australia. Did you feel more pressure in the big Group One races, or was it just another race? How did you deal with the the mental side of the game? Oh, as you said, you you try and switch off, but you know, in in the jockeys' room, um, Melbourne Cup day, you could drop a pin, you know, and. <laughs> Especially that last hour, you know, and once you get out there, it's all good. You know, you're, you're sort of buzzing and free-flowing, and but it's just the lead-up to it and the pressure. Yeah, just nowadays to get a ride in the Cups is just fantastic, you know. Um, I probably had, what, 10, 12 rides in it. I had a second, a third, a couple of fourths. Um, the old saying, if I can't win a Melbourne Cup, second best is the Cops plate. So yeah. I finally, as I said, um, a, a, in Australia, though, it's just it's just that, that that another step up, step. You know what I mean? It's um, another level. That's what you go to. How important is the relationship between jockey and horse, um, and but particularly these top horses that we see in the Group Ones? They they're regularly ridden by the same rider. How how important is that for a big race? I, I think it's a good thing in a sense that um, I've won a lot of races with you know first time I've ridden a horse, but I think having that that feeling for that horse, you know its habits, but yeah. But then you sort of look back and think um, 
some horses maybe they get used to you and and vice versa. But um, I think when you weigh it up, I think the more you know about the horse, probably the better. Um, and it's just one of those good jockeys, good horses. Um, those jockeys with that X factor. Um, it's all very well saying, oh, it's the best horse in the field, but you still got to win on it. And uh, that's where the difference between good riders and um, your average rider comes in. Like anyone, any person in the street, people have different personalities. Obviously, jockeys have different personalities. You were, you were known for being an incredibly patient, but a really good instinctive jockey as well, how hard is it to be patient if you if you five back on the rail and then you have to trust that a gap's coming coming because you know you mentor these uh, young jockeys in New Zealand now. How much of it is teaching them patience or teaching them awareness? Yeah, that's my motto: is balance, patience, and any of the good jockeys. Um, the average jockey would probably want to go on the turn, you know, mm-hmm. um, but your good riders though they can wait another hundred meters and without flinching, and that makes all the difference. Um, but I, I found that um, it's that controlling, that discipline. Um, and at the same time, you're on you know, on a favourite, and it's, it all adds up. And a split decision, you can make the wrong one, you know. And as you said, it's, um, those good riders, they, they cut those mistakes out. Mm. Yeah. Probably, probably the best jockey in Australia at the moment is James McDonald. So a two-part question. Um, yep. I'm amazed he hasn't got a ride in the Melbourne Cup because the, the horse he was booked, uh, his relationship with was a horse called Loft. Is, would there be a temptation for one of the other trainers or owners groups to, to, to kick their jockey off, for want of a better word, or can that not be done so they can make way for James? Well, there'd be a lot thinking that way. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, years ago, there was no declaring riders that it w- could have happened. You know, I when I won the premiership here, Earl Harrison stood down um, in the last race at Ellerslie for me because um, me and David Peake were dead heading. And Earl just gave the ride, he gave it to me. And I, I went out there and I've run second on the horse, but, you know, I admire the gesture from um, uh, Earl Harrison to give the ride up for me. Uh, but it's that um, temptation. You want the best. Um, yeah, as you said, it's um, when you get the clear riders, it's sort of final, isn't it? That, mm. You know, nowadays. So. And what what makes James McDonald so special? I just marvel at watching him, and it's almost like he he wills a gap to open for his horse nearly every time. He it's like watching a master at work. What do you see in James McDonald that impresses you? Yeah, the same. What you just summed it up, then. It's, he, he's got that will. Um, he's got the X factor, and you can will a horse through a gap. Um, as Glenn Boss summed it up a few years ago, I read an article, and his Glenn said, "I'm in that zone." He said, "I don't know how to explain it, but I'm in that zone." But I go back to when I went to Singapore and rode against Singapore, um, the legend um, Lester Pickett, and I followed him. I'm on the favourite, and he had a wall of horses in front of him on the turn, and I thought, well, see how good you are. He leant to one side without even pulling the reins, and he shipped two horses, and I've never seen that done ever. So I just took my hat off, and um, he's just got that that way with horses. 
um, he's got that extra cent, you know, um, that six cents, as you call it. Mm. And, yeah, not many jockeys have it. Mm. Hey, I, know, I know you do a lot of work in New Zealand racing with our young jockeys, which is just brilliant that you're still giving back to an industry that you've been a part of for so long. But have you had a chance to look at the Melbourne Cup field, Noel? Yeah, yeah I went through it last night and... Um, yeah, like number eight, was it Duval? Um, Duval Legend, yeah. Duval, sort of Duval Legend. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I know he hasn't got any wet track form, but the English, the very hard horses to beat when they're right, you know what I mean? So um, it's a shame that we haven't got Japanese horses here as well because that just puts that much more interest, you know, and, and they're very classy sort of horses to death, you know? Mm. So... When in doubt, go the favourite, mate. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it. that's it, mate. Hey, listen, I yeah. know you're prepping for a big day at Pukekohe, um, in and around these youngsters. I really appreciate your time today, Harry. Always good to chat to you. No, thanks, Deb. I appreciate that. Good fun to everyone. Thank you. No, Harris there. Uh, just one of the great, great men of New Zealand racing. Um, as I say, Hall of Fame guy, and he's now a mentor to jockeys, and he would be at Pukekohe right now. Helping out the um, the apprentices. I just thought I'd quickly run through uh, the market for you for the Melbourne Cup because some of you would have had your offer sweet now, by now. Um, so Gold Trip was my early pick. I still think it can be a top four. Uh, it's drawn 13, which is right in the middle of the field. That's fine. Opened up at $11. It's now moved right out to 21 And I thought it might be a bit of a shortener. For, I don't, don't know if it was going to stay at 21 and just on the weather, people, so we had listeners texting from Melbourne saying it's bucketing down. Just watched a race from Melbourne, didn't look like to be raining at all. And uh, no one's got umbrellas or coats, so maybe it's stopped. So uh, Melbourne listeners are really keen for you to just uh, keep us up to date with the weather because all we're getting over here is the race when it goes. So uh, very much appreciate that. Uh, Juas is drawn 10 at his horse number two. That's paying $18. Um, Went quite well in the Caulfield Cup, Juas, um, and I think uh, they've they've aimed it at this race rather than the Caulfield Cup. So eighteen dollars, reasonable value. Knight's Order, I think that horse will either lead or try and lead. It's a front runner. Um, it was in the Sydney Cup and very good on uh, on wet tracks. It's had five starts on wet tracks for two wins and two placings. So Knight's Order. Um, got a 22 barrier draw, which isn't terrible on rain affected ground. Um, Montefilia, this is my second horse, uh, the second one I've picked, Jason Collett, the Kiwi, uh, currently playing uh, $11 and it's drawn number 11. Uh, Numerian, uh, Tommy Berry, very good jockey, very good Australian jockey. It's paying $41. I just don't know if Melbourne Cups, it's, it's go. I just, wet track form. Not too bad, actually. Not too bad. Runs on all surfaces. Uh, $41, I guess, is the reason for that. Without a fight, um, this one's good. This is an international horse. They are so good at lightly racing their horses. And um, it's a, what is it? It's six years old and only had 17 starts. Paying $11. It's been at about that price ever since it opened. Uh, Kimura is paying $40. Um, not great wet track form. Uh, but uh, the Curra Cup, usually a strong cup form, they say. So drawn 16, not the worst. Then we have the favourite, Doval Legend. Um, 
short favourite, zero experience on wet tracks. Uh, seven starts, six of them on good tracks, nothing on heavy, nothing on soft. So for me, that's a take-on-trust type horse. Uh, Stockman at $18. A vow and declare is at $18, won this race uh, two years ago. And I'll pause now with number 11, Young Werther, 26 and 7.50. Danny O'Brien trained and Damien Lane will ride that. Uh, it's been pretty solid between 20 and $30. We'll take a break for new sport and weather and I'll go through the other half of the field with you after that. Well, yesterday we had a legend from Palmerston North on and George Worker. We've got another Palmerston North legend on now, Thad Taylor from the TAB. Kia ora, Thad. G'day, Steph. I always wish I was as good a cricketer as George Worker too, but it didn't quite pan out, unfortunately. No, you and me both, mate. You and me both. Do we find you locked away in a cupboard, clear of distractions? Where are you? <laughs> I'm not as clear of distractions as I like. There's a real hum in the office today. Everyone's... Uh, Going hammer and tongs, obviously, a few hours out now from a Melbourne Cup. And, um, yeah, look, great interest. Everyone's working hard here to make sure we can uh, get through the day as we as we hope to do. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Heard yesterday there was some early money on uh, the horse that I always struggle to pronounce, Hu Ya Mail. Is it Hu Ya Mai? Has that no, continued yeah. or has it changed tack? Look, it has continued. Um, interesting money around that. Look, they bought it from Europe, this horse, now with Gay Waterhouse, just to, win on, just to run in the Melbourne Cup, or there's certainly the thought to run in the Melbourne Cup. And when you see that big money uh, flooding in, you know, people aren't uh, lobbing 10000 on horses for no reason. Uh, so I just feel like there's a little bit more to it around who you are, um, I think it's been well back, uh, you know, certainly with us, we had, had another $4,000 on who you are uh, this morning as well. So... It's the old smoke and fire scenario um, continues there. Horses that are losing results generally have a Kiwi flavour with us, though. Uh, Arapaho Bjorn Baker, uh, former uh, expat Kiwi trains that one. That's a terrible result. Smoke and Romans, the pride of the deep south. Uh, there for the White Robe Lodge team. Uh, the Caulfield Cup favourite, not a good result uh, as well. So, yeah, it has continued for Huya Mal, but the Kiwis looking to back Kiwi staff, as we know they like to do. Last one I want to ask you about. I'll, I'll tell you the one I like, then you tell me the one you like. Emissary, I always take the Geelong Cup winner, and I noticed yesterday it was at 31. Today it's at 18. Yeah, exactly right. Look, I think the I think the proving track not quite as bad or not quite as wet as everyone was predicting, probably even up to, you know, uh, even this morning. Uh, so the weather hasn't sort of arrived as yet, as far as I can see. So we're still racing on a soft track, so an improving track will help uh, emissary's chances and as you say that Geelong Cup form probably not the form that it perhaps was 10 years ago but still has to be respected and that's trained by a, a well I say former Kiwi a Kiwi an expat Kiwi uh, and Mike Maroney so yeah why not uh, $18 emissary if you've got the 31s you're well on side with yourself Right, we've had a late scratching. We know what the track's doing. Mm. It doesn't look terrible weather over there. If conditions don't change for you, Thad Taylor, who's the hardest oh, to beat? Oh, Steph. Look, I didn't, say who, I, didn't say, I didn't say who wins. Who's the hardest to beat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's it? Well, yeah, well, I mean, they don't go up any shorter uh, than Deauville Legend in a Melbourne Cup 3.5. And see, it's rock solid, Steph. Like, I'm sitting here wanting to pot the price. Uh, but it's just not budging, uh, which almost gives it's a bit of a reverse uh, psychology. I'm thinking it's so short, someone knows something that um, perhaps we don't know. It does look very strong, European form, and they do have the recipe uh, to win these races. 
uh, now, certainly with these Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds, which Dover legend is. So, so yeah, the fact that it's gone up so short and remains so short, uh, well, if you're taking any exotic, so Cornella's trifecta's first fours, uh, you cannot leave out a favourite, the favourite Dover legend. I thought Eat Without a Fight, this is another European runner, so I'm well on board with the Europeans these days, staff. I thought Without a Fight at $11.00. Uh, certainly a nice little each-way bet. He brings strong northern form as well, northern hemisphere form, uh, and has run for second at Dubai. I think it was a couple of starts ago, held a lot of merit, so he's got to turn a foot this horse. So, yeah, I hate to say, I don't want to be with an Aussie or a Kiwi, obviously, but, um, yeah, I think the Europeans might have it in what is a wide-open cut, but maybe not the strongest Melbourne cut we've seen for a little while. Brilliant, Thad. No, it's a busy day for you. Appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time, buddy. Enjoy it. Thanks, Steph. You too. Good luck. Thad Taylor from the TAB.co.nz. Go to the Melbourne Cup hub. In fact, someone asked me a question before. I'm going to talk you through it. Um, someone asked about, uh, they were talking on breakfast about um, top five and top ten, and you can pick up to five horses. So on the TAB app or on the TAB website, uh, right up the top, it says today's racing, then it says Melbourne Cup hub. Click on the Melbourne Cup hub, and then you scroll down, and there's a whole lot of Things like, uh, is there a female winner? There's Kiwi specials, Diamonds in the Rough, the winning trainer, etc. Keep going and keep going and keep going past the actual field itself. And then you come to it. And so, for example, um, Knight's Order. Actually, no, we'll go Montefilia. Uh, that's my second second pick. Uh, number four, it's paying 11 to win, $2.50 top five, and $1.50 top ten. So you can pick up to five of these. So just scrolling through, I like Gold Trip. I'll just take them all top 10, and I'll tell you what it works out at. So Gold Trip top 10. I'll take Montefilia top 10. I'll take Dover Legend. I'll take that top five because that's the favourite. And I'll take uh, Huya Mel, take that top 10. And, of course, the one I very much like at Mystery, I'll take that top 10. So there's five horses, uh, and that all works out at $12.50. And I've just got one top five and all the rest are top ten. So it's Melbourne Cup Hub. It's on the top of their page. And then scroll down till you find the top ten and the top five. Um, Goose says, Staff, if you think it's not raining in Melbourne, check out Izzy Dag's Instagram story. I did check that out. Captain K showed me. But I think that's a wee while ago, Captain K, that Instagram story, was it? Or has he posted another one? It was a while ago? Yeah, it was a wee while ago. Like, I'm watching the, uh, the pictures coming from Flemington. I'm not saying it's not... But, and cameras can deceive, but there were people standing out in the open. Even the presenters were out there. Um, it just didn't look like it was raining. And uh, Thad Taylor from TAB just said it's an ever-improving surface as well. So we will keep an eye on that. Definitely keep an eye on that. Um, here we go. Tell staff to keep running through the field. Oh, I got to number 11. Yes, thank you, Texter. Um, I did get to number 11. I have to go back and find it now. Back and find it. All right, so number 12, Huyamel. Now, you just heard from Thad Taylor. That has had, that's been the target of a lot of big bets. Uh, it's been 16, 15, 14, back to 15. Drawn the 14, Huyamel with an informed veteran jockey, Craig Williams, only has to carry 53.5. Not a huge impost. Serpentine, drawn the 21. This is going to go forward early. This is going to go lickety split. Wouldn't mind picking that. will be leading. Uh, early on, might hand up later on, but it's it's definitely a forward uh, runner. Uh, Dyke and Sweet Junior, uh, 26 shortened in a little bit from the 31 opening market. Drifted a bit, 
with the wet weather predicted. But just with the improvement in the track, it's coming to 26. Uh, Sean 12, Daniel Moore will ride. A grand promenade. Uh, it's a Ma Eustace horse. We know how good they are. Harry Coffey rides 53 on its back, but a $51 shot. I think that's all we can afford to talk about it. $41 shot at Arapaho. I think that's uh, falsely short. Should be paying more. Bjorn Baker uh, out of New Zealand, of course, the son of the great Murray Baker. Uh, 41, I think in Australia it's paying a lot, lot more, but there'll be a massive liability on it here in New Zealand. Emissary, my pick, um, yesterday it was at $31, it's now at 18 Again, the improving track, unproven on soft and heavy. Um, it won the Geelong Cup, and it's it's my little thing. I always take the winner of the Geelong Cup in the Melbourne Cup, so Emissary, $18, that's the price I'm going to get because I wasn't early enough yesterday. Smoking Romans, a $16 shot, very well supported Jamie Carr, on top with a 51.5 kilo uh, weight there for Smoke and Romans. Very well supported, well performed. It's just this moment ticked out to 18. Tralee Rose couldn't have it, 51. If you draw that, unlucky use. Uh, high emotion, uh, $21 has come in from 31. Even ducked in as far as 18s, drifts back now out to 21. It's got the lightweight of 50. Tio Nugent writes that, another Mark Eustace representative. Uh, and Trip. Uh, sorry, interpretation, Craig Newitt, great lightweight jockey, just got the 50 kilos, but $31 price, drawn six, not a lot of form to pull on, to pull off something like the Melbourne Cup. And then all the way down the bottom, we'll have some fans, Realm of Flowers, Damien Thornton, 50 kilos from the Freedmans, two, two-thirds to warm it up uh, for this Melbourne Cup assignment of 2022. Open 14, went 11, went 12, money's come today, $11. That's your 2022 Melbourne Cup field, ladies and gentlemen. We'll take a break and we'll return. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've just, just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? Sammy, come in. Kia ora. Kia ora, boys. Sammy from Ground Zero. Yeah, how are we doing down there? How's the, how's the vibe? How's the atmos? Look, it's starting to build. Uh, as always, when there's an outside broadcast, uh, the sales team get down here nice and early. Yep, You know, standard. scoping out prospective clients. And uh, what have you been stuffing your face with there? Because I see a little bit of food around the uh, sort of mouth region. If you can grab yourself a, a napkin. What have, we, what have we been enjoying cuisine-wise? Are uh, you lying? Because I've uh, <laughs> double flushed the lipids. <laughs> You're on radio, Steph. It doesn't matter anyway. But what, what did you have to eat? I just had a piece of fish, some chips, and some smashed peas. There you go. That, I mean, that's a classic London. It is a sort of London pub, isn't it? That's London pub. It's got a London vibe. Yeah. yeah. Fish and chips. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard anyone say, all white geezer. Yeah. I haven't heard that yet. Come on down to the fox. The the old fox, my old friend. Uh, you've yeah. got to find that guy, I reckon, somewhere floating about. Um, well, what's making news around the world? Because, of course, there are other things happening today, Staff. I mean, Melbourne Cup does consume us. Uh, but if I may just avert your attention for a couple of minutes here now. Certainly. You're going you're gonna to know how to pronounce this. I don't. Um, a Dutch abstract artist, painter slash artist by the name of, is it Piet Mondrian? Mondrian? Ever heard of that name before? No, I haven't. Okay, well, supposedly he's very, very well known. And uh, 
I read this and nearly laughed out loud because, you know, we, we quite often have funny art stories on this show, stories of art gone wrong or, you know, um, something untoward. Well, this one is no different because it has taken uh, the good people of uh, the German Museum, sorry, uh, Museum in Germany, 75 years to realise that one of Piet Mondrian's masterpieces is hanging upside down. <laughs> so, and here's the kicker. I hope it wasn't a portrait. Here's the kicker. They can't change it because if they do, it's probably going to break. Like it's too old. They can't. They can't oh, do it. No. They've realised that they can't change it. And so, the uh, the uh, museum curator says the adhesive tapes um, are already extremely loose, basically hanging by a thread. So, if they go and move it now, it's just going to fall apart. The way they found out was that there was a photograph of his studio taken a few days after his death, published uh, published in a town and country magazine in 1944. Someone's gone through and found that, and in it, the painting is on the easel, or the artwork is on the easel, and it's round the other way. And that's how they figured it out. I like it. I like so there that. you go, 75 years, Steph. Um, your ones are pro- a little bit easier to tell which way they go around because they yeah, well, involve human faces. And Correct. And you're not doing top, you're yeah. not doing any Picasso-type things, are you? Noses on the ears and all that sort of jazz. I um, almost feel like that'd be easier to do, but I don't do them. Now, Jimmy Smith. I yes. think I think I have a lot of suspicion about this next story. In fact, um, it's probably even worthy of... Um, it's maybe even Hang worthy on, of this because uh, let me read the headline out to you, people. Jimmy Smith of Coco Magic fame, coconut water yes. shipping out of Australia. Just keep that in the back of your mind because $1 billion worth of methamphetamine was found inside a shipment of coconut water. Not just that, Steph. Coconut yeah. water bound for Australia. So I don't know, maybe he oh. sent it and it's coming back to him. Like he sends out the coconut water and it comes back to him with methamphetamine. Is that how it works, Jimmy? We'll have to ask no, him. So he, no, so he harvests it in the Philippines and then yes. it gets uh, packaged there, goes over to Hong Kong, gets put into the big containers and then comes to New Zealand. He's told us that story on, on air before. Okay, well, because Hong Kong Customs intercepted 1.8 metric tonnes of liquid methamphetamine. This is a street value of around 100 and, uh, sorry, High purity meth has a market value of about $140 million. This one here has a street value of $1 billion. Intercepted, uh, apparently originated in South America, intercepted in Mexico en route to Australia. I don't know why the Hong Kong officials have have got that, but maybe they... Oh, they've intercepted it. Sorry, they've they've intercepted it. They've intercepted it. It came from Mexico and they've intercepted it. It's clearly Um, Jimmy Smith's Coco Magic. Well, I think we have to ask the question at 345, Mm. Steph. Um, if Jimmy, you know, no comment, or if he's facing any media scrutiny today, um, he you, might, just, it might just get dwarfed by the Melbourne Cup. From the What's Making News, I just want to ask you something. Yeah. Have you got the TV on showing the races? Yep. Can you see Flemington? Uh, yep. Can you see the shadows on the ground from the horses and the people when no umbrellas and yes, it's I can not raining? That. Yes, I can. It's not raining in Flemington. It ain't raining at all. It is not no. raining at all. Although there are a few ominous clouds there, but no, it's, I don't believe what they say is my advice, Steph. Okay, carry on. Don't believe it, they say. I've, I've got to dig further into that meth story because that's just bizarre. Well, we've got Jimmy Smith coming up yeah, later okay, well, on the show. He'll know, he'll know more about it than us. I mean, I'm sure he's across all the coconut water news, right? Is that how like coconut water businesses work? Like they, it's almost like crypto where anything that happens in the coconut water world, they're all talking about it, you know, and they're yeah, all, they're all they across are, it. 
I think they moonlight as competitors, but secretly behind closed doors, they're the coconut water cartel. I see, yeah, and it's all just the same stuff. Uh, and finally, yep. given um, China's very strict rules around COVID, when someone tests positive in like a mall or like a supermarket or whatever, it's like an instant lockdown. They close the doors and you're not allowed out. Did you know that? So like no. people have been stuck in like IKEAs and stuff for like weeks because they're not allowed out until they test negative or you know until the until whatever it's all quarantine ready to go. So the latest story is that um, uh, uh, I imagine it's a hundred like hundreds of tourists are trapped in Shanghai Disneyland because oh. someone tested positive and now no one can leave. I mean, turn the be, machines on. To be honest, Steph, I can think of worse worse places to be trapped than Shanghai Disneyland. I was going to ask you if you could be trapped in one location, where would it be? Say you were there for 7 days, where would you want it to be? Look, I can't say that on air, Sam. Okay, yep, fair enough. Disneyland would be up there for me. Wouldn't mind it. As long as I'm tall enough for all the rides, I'll be a happy man. I wasn't I tall enough you, when I, I thought you'd quite like to be on the International Space Station or something like that. Oh, that's not bad, yeah, but yeah, that's true, actually. I wouldn't mind that, but that's obviously unrealistic. But Shanghai, mm. Disneyland, hey, we've got 10 seconds, so um, I've got a great fact for you. Great Save fact it. for you that I'm going to give you after the break. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. All the afternoon delight you'll ever need. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Staff. We're back. Do you want a fact? Yes. You know how heartbroken I was by the uh, Tom Brady Giselle public, very public breakup um, of the yeah, marriage. The funny there. thing was, you were heartbroken for Tom, not Giselle. Oh, of course. Um, I'll leave Giselle for you. But um, if there's one good thing to come out of it, Staff, it's a fact. A fact of the day. This one was actually sent through by Nipia Rufu. Um, yeah. Did you know, or you will now, that should Giselle get half of Tom Brady's belongings, as is often the case in a divorce, she will have more Super Bowl rings than any active NFL player. <laughs> Bar Tom, of course. And he's got seven rings, so I'm assuming she gets the three, he gets the four. I also heard she's worth more than him. That's probably Comfortably. true. Comfortably worth more than him. Maybe he needs half of her. I won't go there. News time. We'll be back. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz, here to get you through your workday. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Just gone two o'clock on Melbourne Cup Day afternoons with Staffy here on SCNZ in association with Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Get to gull.nz, register yourself, and they'll send you a text or an email and say today's the day that you get even more money off our already economical price. They've just run the race at Flemington for all of the grey horses. What a spectacle it is. Normally, if you back a grey horse, Usually it's the only one in the race. Sometimes you get two. We just saw about 16 of them go down the straight of Flemington. What a fantastic sight. A um, little bit of admin. I uh, had a text a while ago saying, what was Rushy's tip? People know Rushy's a good tipster. Flemington race four, number eight. 
Flemington, race four, number eight. I'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, we had a text in. Now, this is what we do for our listeners. We're going to do our very best here. Hi, staff. I have a share in a horse at Pukekohe today. Race six, number 17. Uh, it's called Bella Luce. Maybe it's Luce, but L-U-C-E. Bella Luce. Cosi uh, Asano is riding in the Clotworthy's train. But anyway, he goes on to say, race six, number 17, it's a big show. I'm driving at the time, so wondering if you guys will be broadcasting the race. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to broadcast the race so you can listen to it. However, it is right on news time, but as happens reasonably regularly, they never start bang on race time. So we're thinking our new sport and weather will finish uh, we'll start at 3.30. I think that finishes at 3.32. So at worst, we'll give you the closing stages. But if they're running just a tad late, um, you'll get the whole race. So there's our commitment. We have a listener that's a part owner of Bellaloose. And I'll tell you what, we'll all cheer at home, won't we? Number 17, it's drawn 10. Uh, it opened at 6, currently at 5.50. Um, so we will wish you well. I've got that written down for my uh, little... Little black book. Uh, thank you to Greg for sending me through the link to the rain radar in Melbourne. And uh, it's interesting. It's raining everywhere but Flemington. There's like this, it's like a sunroof in your Volvo just above Melbourne. It's letting sun through and the rain's skirting around the outside. However, if you track where the rain is coming from, it does look like the edge of a big band might hit there in about half an hour. So, um, I've never talked about weather on a, on a station as, as much as I am today, but there we go. Uh, Rushy's tip, Flemington race four, number eight. I'm going to go find that for you. Uh, Flemington race four, number I think they've just had race two or three, I think. Sorry for the delay. We just had race three. Okay, so race four. So this is 33 minutes away. Number eight is Tokenist, paying $13. Jeepers. I tell you what, it's had three starts for a win in two seconds. Ethan Brown is the jockey, drawn 10. Don't mind that. How far is it? 1,800 metres. And he is a good tipster, is Rushy. Someone else has texted in and said, um, how do you read the form? What do the numbers mean? I'm a newbie, so I'm going to do my best for you. Okay, so go to the Melbourne Cup. Go to the Melbourne Cup page. Um, and then go to the Melbourne Cup race, sorry. So race seven at Flemington, and I'll just give you a chance to get there. Um, gosh, my phone's very slow in here. Sorry, people. Okay, so let's go and have a look at something like uh, Vow and Declare, number 10. So there's a little arrow under that. You click on that. So first of all, um, there's a comment. Wants track as dry as possible, but did win the race two years ago versus Tougher Field. Rating? Rating of 111. They're just basically like a world ranking. Higher the number, the better. So maidens, I think, are about a 45. And then as they win a race, that might go from a 45 to a 52 to a 65 to a 70 and so on. Uh, most of these horses will have very high ratings. That's how they get into the race. Career, 27 starts, four wins, three seconds, four thirds. That's what the 27-434. Obviously how much money it's won. It's a chestnut gelding, so a nice light brown man horse without its uh, alarm bells anymore. It's seven years old. Then it's breeding, but it's the numbers you want to know. So course. So at Flemington, it's had 11 starts. It's had two wins and three thirds. 
So at the distance, two starts for one win. And course and distance, it does say the same as the distance, but sometimes they've run the distance at another track, so that would be higher. So course and at Flemington's had two starts over 3,200 metres and one of them at one, which of course is the Melbourne Cup two years ago. Uh, fresh, that's just uh, fresh 90. So if it's had a break of 90 days since its last race, this particular horse, that's happened on eight occasions, and it's had two placings when fresh. Second up, obviously it's second race after a fresh, and then a fresh 30 jumps. It's not a jumper. Um, and then firm, various types of tracks. Firm, good, synthetic, soft, and heavy. So it looks like we're going to go on a soft track today unless a little bit more rain arrives. So this particular horse won the Melbourne Cup on a firm track, uh, sorry, on a good track. Soft, eight starts, two wins, and three thirds. Hope you've uh, caught up with, uh, you've followed that. And another interesting thing I like to follow, when you click on that little arrow under Vow and Declare, it's got fluctuations. That will show you what's happened with the balance of money through the day. So it opened at $15, the rain came, went out to $26. The rain eased, came into $21. The rain stopped, came into $18. So if you watch the fluctuations the changing prices, the ones that moved out early didn't like wet tracks. Wet trackers, their price came in because they became a better chance to win the race. What we are seeing now, with the rain having stayed away and no sign, well, it might link in, they're now giving a bit better chance for the horses that prefer a dry track. Like a mystery, my first pick yesterday was $31 because they were saying it's going to bucket down, can't go on a wet track. Now... Now, it's firming up. It's a pretty reasonable soft track. I'm just going to check its current um, $18. So yesterday, 31 when it looked like it was going to be a wet track. Today's soft track, $18. $18. Now, also uh, a reminder, between 3 and 3.30, we're going to run a sweepstake. It's going to be the quickest phone call of your life. You ring us. Sammy will put you on hold. I'll bring you on here and I'll go, G'day, champion. You have got horse number seven. I'll tell you a little bit about it. And then we'll go to the next one. We've got 22 horses to get through, so we'll do all of those. Uh, We'll have 22 listeners with a horse each. And the person whose horse wins the Melbourne Cup of 2022 uh, will win a $200 Good Spirits Hospitality uh, voucher. And I'm going to double-check. I think that's just uh, Auckland-based. But all of you, will, if, if someone in Invercargill wins it, you'll still get the voucher. You can either come up and have a great feed and a great weekend. Or I'm sure you've got a uh, nephew, a godson, a, a niece, an auntie, whatever, that you can send up and just go, Merry Christmas. I love you. Here's a present for you. Make my present back worth the same. <laughs> so, yeah. Great crew, the Good Spirits Hospo team, and they are the ones that are hosting us here today at the Fox on the Viaduct. And a reminder, the run home, they will be joining you from here as well, and they will give you an hour lead-up to the Melbourne Cup itself. It's going to be great times. All right, we'll have a break. On the other side of this, uh, earlier today, I caught up with the pumper, Jimmy Cassidy. He rode, of course, Kiwi in 1983 to win the Melbourne Cup for Snowy Lupton. The farm horse out of Waverley, it's still a lot of people's favourite race. And I remember Jeff rang us uh, earlier on in the show and said when he heard that race, he got goosebumps, a little tear in his eye. Well, the man that guided Kiwi to the 1983 Cup, Jimmy Cassidy, joins the show after the break.
Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Well, yes, that is a lot of people's favourite memory. The 1983 Melbourne Cup, Kiwi, Snowy Lupton, and the great man, Jimmy Ring-a-ding-ding, Pumper, is the king, and he joins us now. Jimmy Cassidy, so, so grateful to have you on the show. Jimmy, what a day that was for you. Yeah, look, great memory. Uh, childhood dream to ride in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, got the opportunity in 83 with the mighty Kiwi, and... Uh, as we know, he gives them start and come from last and beat them. So an amazing thing to be part of uh, a great race. What are your memories of that day, Jimmy? Like waking up, you're probably in a, in a little hotel somewhere and you had to make your way to Flemington. Just talk us through the day. Yeah, well, look, pretty much wake up and uh, obviously very excited. I didn't have a ride before the Cup. So the, the butterflies were burning, but it was nice to watch a few races and soak up the atmosphere and see what was happening on the day. And, uh, yeah, look, just so exciting to be part of the Cup and to have Snow and Anne there uh, was just a, a wonderful, wonderful story. What was what was the chat about uh, the Kiwi Cassidy combination in the jockey room and in the, in the lead up to the race? Was was Kiwi and yourself seen as, seen as a big threat? Well, to me, he was. He he, he won the, the Egmont Hara Cup prior a month out, and he he was really on song. He looked fantastic. He travelled well. He settled in well. He ticked all the boxes that you want. And he he was the horse that was relaxed all the time. He never got heated up with the big crowd, and he soaked up the atmosphere. And he, he he just was a real gentleman. He just done everything that you wanted him to do on the day, and things just went. The plan just went. Uh, unfolded beautifully. How did that race change your life? How, how did that race change your life, Jimmy? No, well, look, it's an opportunity that you get after the Cup uh, where things go and, you know, the opportunities, the way you make it. And, uh, yeah, look, it was an amazing story for me winning the Cup and then getting it offered the job in Sydney. So uh, it did change my life. It gave me a, a whole new uh, experience to come to Australia and and once again be part of the Melbourne Cup again. How many rides did you have in the Melbourne Cup? Do you remember? Oh, certainly 20 plus. Wow. Over a 38-year career, nearly 40 years. So, yeah, it was sort of up in the high 20s. I rode, uh, you know, a number of uh, opportunities, but to win two was absolutely amazing. And the other one was Might and Power, if I remember rightly. Yeah, correct. He was uh, totally different to, to Kiwi. He was able to lead all the way. Totally different sort of horse. He was keyed up on the day and everything with him was to get him to relax. Uh, the crowd sort of got him a bit stirred up. So different kettle of fish compared to Kiwi, uh, but an amazing horse. Great, uh, great courage to lead all the way and the tenacity to fight back and get that head down the last side was, uh, was quite incredible. Like, how different is it preparing for a jockey to ride the supreme distance, the 32? I mean, you ride 1,000-metre races and ride up to the 32. Do, do you have to change your mindset much? Not really. Look, you, when things aren't broken, don't try to fix them. And just because it's the Melbourne Cup, uh, it's no different. It's a hard race to win. 
you need a lot of things to go right. But you just keep taking the same approach into each, each race day. And uh, obviously, bigger prize money, bigger on stage. But you can go with the same mindset. And when it's not broken, don't fix it. Just keep it going the same way. And what about track conditions? We're expecting a, a pretty heavy track. Um, some horses may dip and dive a bit in, in the soft going. I guess you've got to really tender to your horse during the running as well? Well, look, some horses, it takes them out of play. Uh, gives them no chance if they don't handle wet track. Obviously, the favourites, um, it, it is a question mark on on the track if it does deteriorate during the day. But in saying that, he's got the credentials, he's entitled to be favourite, and if he performs to his last runs in Europe, well, he's obviously the horse to beat in the cup. But big question mark on the track conditions for him. You had an amazing career, Jimmy. Um, not only the Melbourne Cup, you also won the Wellington Cup on Kiwi as well, but the Cox Plate, the Caulfield Cup, the Golden Slipper. Um, what what a career and, and all of these group ones just all over the shop. But I, I wanted to go back to some New Zealand horses you rode as well. One of my favourites was um, Noel Eelsall's Commissioner and the Mighty Rough Habit as well. Um, you, you've thrown your leg over a few good ones. Yeah, look, he was a great horse commissioner. Uh, it was a good learning period for me. It was a, a good horse that came out of restricted grade uh, for a maiden into restricted races and then pretty much straight to, to wait for age. And what a great trainer Noel Eels was. Uh, it was an honour to ride for him and a great man. And he had a number of fantastic horses and commissioner being one of them. And um, Yeah, look, and, and, and then obviously the great rough habits, uh, Doombin Cups, all age stakes. He won in Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne. Uh, absolute champion, little Ruffy. He was one of my favourites of all time. Are you still involved in racing at all, Jimmy? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of work with Jim and Greg Lee over the last 18 months uh, down at the stables, and the horses have been going well. So it's a new learning period, trying something different. I rode them and trying to get them to win, uh, help win races uh, from the other side of the fence is, is always hard, but I've been enjoying it, and it's a, it's a great challenge. And I guess all the listeners will want to know if you've cast your eye over the Melbourne Cup field. As we say, uh, uh, the track is going to take a few out, if you haven't even tried on, on wet tracks. D- d- is there one or two that stick out to you? Look, I, I think it's a, 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 a not a vintage Melbourne Cup. Uh, obviously, 23 runners now with the scratching, but uh, as I mentioned, the, the favourite, the Veal legend, um, he, he's got to be able to handle the ground. He's got the credentials to win. But look, I, I, I've gone for the Sydney horse, trained by David Payne, Montefilia. The run in the Caulfield Cup was good. Kiwi jockey, Jake, Jason Collett. It'd be great to see Jason win a cup. So that's where I've ended up going. But look, there's a number of horses that could win. Stockman, Joe Fry's, um He's gone back to the Bart Cummings run on a Saturday and then turned up to the Cup on Tuesday. I think Val and Declare from a couple of years ago, I, I, I throw him in as a, a 20 to 1 chance that I think will run very well. He's run the Caulfield Cup, was good. And, and even the um, uh, down the bottom here, I'm just having a look. Uh, the the uh, Geelong Cup winner, don't forget about it. That form around Geelong is good. And even Realm of Flowers, but right down the bottom, number 24, 50 kilos. Uh, it's got a rise in class a little bit, but if you can run the trip today and you can handle the track, you're in the Melbourne Cup. Beautiful, Jimmy. And how will you be spending Melbourne Cup Day? I'm just about to go and jump in the shower, and uh, I've got a car to pick me up to go to Star City. We've got a lot of VIPs up in the room of uh, 
six or eight hundred today. Me and uh, my ex-colleague Elfie Matthews uh, oh. will be looking after the people for the day, and uh, yeah, let's hope we can tip them a few winners and try and find the cup winner for them. And in a very busy day at Star City. Beautiful, Jimmy. Hey, really appreciate you coming on, talking to the Kiwis over here. Kiwi through and through you are as well. Really appreciate you taking time to talk to us on such a big and busy day for you. Cut me and I still bleed black and white, brother. (laughs) That's the story, Jimmy. Have a great day, man. All the best. Jimmy Cassidy, what a champ. Spoke to him earlier today and... um, I had the good fortune to meet him about a month ago at a function in Auckland and he's just, just, oh, I could have talked to him all day that night and all all day again today. Uh, great stories uh, back in the day, back in the day. Um, my top four. Okay, I've, I've come to the decision. I am going to stick with Emissary. Um, I've just looked at the rain radar that uh, Greg kindly sent through and I'm just going to open it up again because there is a big band of rain honing in on Flemington. So I've just updated it and it looks like it's going to hit in about 20 minutes according to this and there's a yellow spot which means heavy and it'll probably last about 15 minutes. So we'll keep our eyes on the um, on the pictures coming in from Fle- on Flemington so that will have an effect but I'm going to stick with Emissary it has had two starts on a heavy track for nothing two starts on a soft track for one win uh, most of its form is on a good track which um, you know it's a five it might even be bordering a four now because uh, the drying conditions there so Emissary on top for me number 17 I'm going to go um, with uh, Doval Engine. It is the favourite. I don't know too much about it. It's number eight, and it's from the Northern Hemisphere. They target these races. I mean, ordinarily, a few years back, a four-year-old with seven career starts just wouldn't be fit enough to take on 3,200-metre Melbourne Cup. But they keep proving time and again they bring these Northern Raiders down and they do the job. So I'm going to keep that safe by having it second, so number eight. Uh, Number four, Jimmy Cassidy swayed me. You have to listen to the great man, uh, Montefilia. Um, It's drawn 11, a nice draw. Jason Collett, the Kiwi on the back, trained by David Payne. It was a really nice run in the Caulfield Cup for fourth. Um, and it runs on all track surfaces. It's one on heavy, it's one on soft, and it's one on good. Sort of an evenly split campaign. Not too heavily raced with just the 22 starts. Five-year-old mare perfectly primed for this race. That gets my pick for third. And for fourth, I'm going down to number 12, Hu Yaimal. Uh, it's paying 15. It's uh, trained by the Waterhouse Bot combination. Craig Williams is in career form he's a veteran jockey but an absolute career form in all of the the big carnivals that are going around in Australia at the moment it's a four-year-old just the nine starts 53 and a half which isn't too much to carry um have a little bit of form on uh, soft track most of its form is on a good track though so Huyamal um, and Thad Taylor told us a lot of the punters that they respect have jumped aboard that one so 17 8 Four twelve. if I have to take them in four. Had a text through from Zaid saying, how many can you put in a box trifecta? Zaid, as many as you want. As many as you want, um, but you, you can take a certain percentage. So on the TRB website, you can take a, a box Quinella. So if you took three for a dollar, that's just $6. Um, if you take four, 
boxed for a dollar, that's $24. But just put in $10 and you'll end up with about 40%. And the way to work it out, if you take six horses, you do six times five times four. Uh, six fives are 30 times four is 120. Put $12 on, you'll get 10% if those boxed ones uh, get the chocolates for you. So as many as you like. And I would say the Melbourne Cup is the one time I would say a percentage boxed trifecta is the way to go. We heard from a, a caller earlier today saying um, he's got about eight or nine, and you just box them all up, for, and you just put in how much you want, and it'll work out the percentage you get. So even if you get 10%, these trifectas can, can pay, you know, 10 grand, 12 grand, and if you get 10% of a $12,000 one, that's $1,200. All right, we'll take a break, and hopefully on the other side of this, is this when our race is coming up, Sammy, from Pukekohe? I think it is. We'll take a break, and we'll take the news anyway. We'll be back shortly. Right, shortly we're going to bring you the next race out of Flemington. It is race four. It gets underway in seven and a half minutes. It's the TRB Trophy worth uh, $190,000, over 1,800 metres. So a semi-staying race, a bit more than a sprint, not quite as far as a staying race. Uh, Quangtree is uh, $2.20 favourite. It's uh, number 12, drawn 11. So a little bit of a wide draw to contend with. Just the $2.20 price. Um, Raced at Caulfield first up and uh, won there. Um, it's second up form, it's, and it is second up after a break. It's had two starts for a win and a placing, so hard to leave that out. But I'm going to—I I think I might have found one at a bit of price. Uh, Zoe's Promise—I quite like that. It's been racing against better horses than it finds uh, that it's going up against today. It's had two wins, and that's its last two races as well. Um, pretty good form on uh, soft track, but do remember, um, Rushy's tip is this race: Tokenist. Tokenist, form of second, second, first. It's had one win on soft track for a win. It's got a soft track today. Um, Ethan Brown will ride it 57 kilos, but it's paying $15, everybody. $15 tokenist. Uh, and boy, Rushy can, uh, can tip him. But the thing is, it's 380 a play, so it's an each way bet tokenist. So let's have our break now so we can get that out of the way and we'll come back with a live race out of Flemington. It is race four, the TRB Trophy, tokenist for um, our wonderful listeners tipping and Zoe's promise for me but if you're going to do trifectas and Cornellas, uh, take the favourite number 12 Quang Tri or Quang Tri uh, in that as well. The race will be after the break. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Right, uh, the picture's beaming in from Flemington. I tell you what, Greg, that weather radar you sent me was bang on the money. It's coming down at Flemington. The rain is coming down. Watch these prices move now. It looks pretty heavy. It looks pretty glum as we get ready for the next race, which is race four from Flemington, uh, the TAB Trophy, $190,000. The favourite is Kwong Tree or Kwong Tri. I don't know which way they call it. Uh, $2.40 favourite, Dashings at $5. Cool Carp is $8. Uh, Zoe's Promise, my place bet, uh, is paying $8.50. Tokenist, the SENZ tipped, uh, tipped horse by a very loyal listener. Um, Tokenist is paying $15.380. And that is courtesy of Rushy. Uh, Dream Hour. Sammy Hewitt's had a bet on that back in the 
back in the house. Uh, that's at 16. Lindemann, 16. High approach, 21. And away we go. Let's go over to the SENZ team over at High Flemington. High approach is quite agitated. Ready, and away they go, and Quang Tree was away okay, and then darts back to the end of the field. Zoe's promise led with dashing the outside, and high approach is showing speed as well. Lindemann, Segoy legend, not far away, and Serangoon along the fence holding its position. Then came Born Hustler, getting past a few, importantly, Quang Tree, about a length and a half, Dream Hour, Cool Carp, and last tokenist. 1,300 metres to go, pushing on with it here, dashing outside of Zoe's promise. High approach looking for the sit and then Serangoon fourth the inner. Next in the field Segoy Legend and then came Lindemann who's three wide from Quang Tree a length born hustler. Next Dream Hour Cool Carp and Tokenist at the end of the field. Zoe's Promise is the leader from Dashing as they run through the midway point of the race two lengths to high approach and then came along the inside Serangoon. Next in the field is Lindemann who's caught wide. Segoy Legend between horses a length Quang Tree. Then came Dream Hour well back born hustler Le Cool Carp and Tokenus last at the 800 metres. So the front runner, Zoe's Promise, got a breather from on the outside, dashing a length and a half, Serangoon High Approach. And then came Segoy Legend, who's niggled at before the corner. Then came Dream Hour as they run by the 550. Quang Tree is bailed away on the fence with a bit to do from Born Hustler and then Tokenist and Cool Carp. So Zoe's Promise looking for the three-peat at the 450 led from dashing. High Approach is wobbling all over the place but running on and down the outside Lindemann with Dream Hour and Tokenus from a long way back. 250 to go, high approach and Lindemann followed by Dashing, Dream Hour and Tokenus the outside. Lindemann and high approach, stride for stride 100 metres to go, high approach and Lindemann, then Dream Hour it's high approach and Lindemann, Lindemann and high approach, terrific battle, high approach, kicks and won. High approach is just one from Lindemann, Dream Hour and fourth over on the far side, Dashing, followed by Tokenus Goy Legend, Cool Cup, Zoe's Promise, well back Serangoon, a gap in the field. Oh, high approach. High approach. I'm just scrolling to try and find it. Uh, number nine at 21 and four. Geez, there's been some divvies at Flemington today. Some big divvies at Flemington. High approach, 21. Last start winner. Um, but there was a Ballarat on a synthetic track. My word. But the rain has certainly arrived there. Tokenus loomed up on the turn. I just feel like the race was about 200 metres too far for it. Um, good, honest run. Looks like it's run one, two, three, four, fifth. Maybe fourth. Looking at the replay. Fifth. Not a bad tip there, Rushy. Keep them coming, champion. Um, uh, Craig says he thinks he's worked out the box trifecta. It sounds really busy for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't got what I think I might fluke a payday I'll see how I go um, we're going to play the vault next so 0800 150 Sammy has locked away another new sporting moment for you you get seven questions seven yes no questions and then you can have a guess at what this iconic sporting moment is that he has locked away in the vault and you might jag it you might just jag it with seven questions. So 0800 150 if you want to have a go at the vault, call now. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz, all the afternoon delight you'll ever need. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Seven questions, one answer. Can you crack the vault. 
That's the big question, and it looks like you're all getting the hang of it. A truckload of calls here on Melbourne Cup Day for the vault. And uh, Sammy, who have you picked out of the callers? I think um, random flip of the coin, staff, and I think we're going to go to Jordan. G'day, Jordan. Okay. Hello. You confident? So you confident, mate? It's day one, staff. It's, it's a new beginning. A whole new beginning. You get seven questions, Jordan, and uh, yes, no questions. And at the end of the seven, you get to guess what this iconic sporting moment is that Sammy has locked away into the vault. Well, actually, Steph, I've, um, I've got the bag here, um, and I just had to make sure, double-check it, um, make sure it's authentic. It's got the little uh, holographic sticker, so it's 100% authentic. It's very, very valuable. I'm just going to lock it in the, way, in the vault now. It's locked away, Steph. It's in there nice and secure. Seven questions to try and, uh, to try and unlock it today. Righto, Jordan. Right. Hit us with your questions. First one is... Okay. Our first one is, does it involve a horse? No, it doesn't, Jordan, but a great first question. I know where you're going. It doesn't involve a horse. (laughs) Okay. Um, Is it a team sport? No. Team sport, no. Okay. Does that involve a Kiwi athlete? No, it doesn't. Very good question so far. No, it doesn't, though. Okay, so... And I often uh, say it, no is just about as valuable. Go. An, um, uh, is it an American sport? What no. do you mean? Do you mean as in like one of the big four? Yeah, well, it's not because it's individual, isn't it? So that's a silly question. Um, <laughs> um, I'll let you rethink it. I'll let you rethink sport. it. Yeah, okay. Is it an American, one of the big four American sports? No. No. Okay. Um, no. It does that involve an Olympic sport? Ooh, yes, it does. Olymp- it's an Olympic sport, yes. And Jordan, with his how first many, yes. How many? That's four questions. Got you got three left. Okay. Not a Kiwi. Not an individual. Okay. Um, did they win a gold medal? Jordan. Yes, they did. <gasps> oh, he's honing in quickly. This as, is a good effort, As they Jordan. say in the great game of cricket, two to come. Two to come. Olympic individual gold winner. Um, not a Kiwi. What's the day today? Is that uh, bloody Melbourne Cup? What put it in Australia? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is it an Australian athlete? Oh, he's gone straight from a Kiwi to an Australian. Okay, Australian athletes. Now, just be, just be reminded here, I have no idea what this is. Sam treats this like his children. Like, Australian athlete, Sam, yes or no? Yes, it is. Oh! Jordan! I tell you what, Jordan, if you don't get it today, you have laid some serious groundwork for someone to pick it up on Thursday. I know. This, I try all the time and I never get through and I get through in the first one, the last one. Um, <laughs> well, you can try again, you know, you can keep trying, but you got one yeah. more and then a guess. So this could be key. Oh, yeah. One okay, more one and more then a guess. guess. Okay. Um, was it in the pool? Ooh. Ooh. i tell you what, it is not in the pool. Okay. 
Okay. So there you go, Jordan. That's your st- that's your seven. You got to put your thinking cap on and uh, and have a crack at what you think it might be. Okay. Um, I need to think of a. Uh, oh, is it? Um, oh, gee, is it a? Uh, one nasty male, something silly. Is it? Um, what the hell is it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I'm, only, I'm gonna need an answer from you, Jordan. 800 meter, 800 meter run. Uh, Jesus, what's your name? Um, That's okay. You just give me what you think it is. It might be enough. Kathy Freeman. Kathy Freeman. Kathy Freeman winning Kathy gold. Freeman. Winning gold. Is it the 800? Um, hang on. Is uh, uh, the age or the four? I know what you're saying. Uh, In the skin it. suit, Sydney Olympics. <laughs> Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, I don't okay. know the length of it, yeah. So it's a bit like Cluedo here. Kathy Freeman in the Sydney Olympics, the gold medal. In what event? Can I just get an event? I need an event. Uh, I can't remember. She did the, the four or eight. Uh, 400. 400? Okay, there you go. Kathy Freeman in the in the 400 metres gold medal at the Sydney Olympics. Let's punch that into the vault combination. Oh, that's that's the lock box. Let's, let's punch it into the combination box. Access. Oh, I tell you what, Jordan, you, you've put in some great work there, mate. And you can keep calling back because if you do get through, you'll you'll have all that knowledge stored up in your in your brain. No worries, no worries. Thanks, thanks for that. I'll try again. Good man, Jordan. Jeez, he covered some ground. Didn't Sam, he do just we have to take a break, or are we go all the way to? The nah, we now? go all the way. And I tell you what. Um, could we just, we've actually got somebody else on the line there. It's Murray, who did call up to play the vault, and uh, unfortunately the, the flip of the coin went to Jordan. But um, he actually had a great story that I hope he doesn't mind telling on air. Are, are you there, Murray? Yeah, still here. Yeah, did you want to tell tell Steph and the, and the listeners your, your story that you told me off here about yeah, your $1 yeah. bet? No, it wasn't me. Every year, um, down at our, at our local um, uh, pub down here, we do the sausages or where they young guy coming with his workmates and he had drawn rekindle in the sweepstake. So he had five bucks, so he put two each way on rekindling, I think it was. And then he had one dollar and he said, oh, what can I do with this? And he said, oh, you can take a trifecta or first four. So he said, oh, I'll go first four. Easy bet, first four with his number 16 uh, rekindling. Anyway, after the race, he put it into the pod and it said, oh, race close. And he said, oh, I don't think, no, I never got anywhere. And another guy works, he said, ask me. He said, ask Murray, he'll know. And I'm, I looked at the bloody numbers and I went, shit, you got the first three. I could see the numbers, you know, 16, Johan Vermeer or some bloody Max Dynamite. I didn't know who was four, so I yelled out to the bar, um, lady behind the bar, and I said, who finished fourth? And she said, big juke. And I looked at her and I went, freak. And I said, Mate, you're in for some big coin. And he said, oh, you're kidding me. I said, look, I've got $1,200 here. I'll give it for your ticket now. Well, anyway, he won $54,000 with that $1 investment through throwing it in the sweepstakes. And and actually, when we were here, there was a lady who worked for the TAB. She was here, and I went and got her. I said, come and look at this. And anyway, this young fella, he just couldn't believe it. And the funny part about it, he rung his grandmother and he said, Nan, and she must have said, where are you? And he said, I'm down at the pub. And what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm at Melbourne Cup. Then he said to her, Nan, I won a lot of money. 
and she, she, he must have said how much, and he said there was silence, and he was going, man, man, are you there? Are you there? And without a word, he just, he just put me like 54,000 bucks, and everybody in the pub was, were here was going, yeah, well done, young fella. Yeah, so that's my story. Now, back to the vault. I've got no bloody idea. <laughs> no, no, you're not allowed to guess in there. You've got to have to try another day. We'll keep going with that, though, as the week progresses. Great yarn. Great yeah. yarn. Thank no, you, buddy. Awesome. Hey, thank you very much, and have a good show. Buddy, good thank luck you, for sir. today. Cheers. Well done. Well done. Good story. Good yarn. And Jordan in the vault did a, did a great job as well. Rory's just texted. We haven't heard from Rory today, but he's just said it's a five-minute walk from his house to the pub and a 35-minute walk from the pub to his house. The difference is staggering. Oh, Rory, Rory. Um, we're going to do our best to broadcast race six from Pukekohe for our listener who has a runner in that, which is number 17, and its name escapes me, but we'll bring you up to date with that. Um, Tony thinks without a fight we'll win the cup today by 10 lengths. 10 lengths. Just picking the winner's good enough, but 10 lengths. Uh, and Goose said he was just reading a story online today that one punter has $20,000 on a horse paying 90 in the Melbourne Cup to return $1.8 million. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, we've also had a couple of tests asking about the weather um, in Brisbane for the cricket tonight. Uh, my understanding it's going to be raining up till uh, 2 o'clock New Zealand time. So that's, or is it 4 o'clock New Zealand time? I can't remember which way around it was, but there is rain forecast. Well, apparently it's raining now, and um, it's going to carry on as I just go and get it back for you because it's very important information. Uh, Brisbane, wasn't it, I wanted. Uh, Tickety-boo, dear-dear, fantastic times. So Brisbane is raining until 2 o'clock their time. So, yeah, 4 o'clock our time. And then it just becomes cloudy and it's fine by 6. So I'm thinking, is it a 7 o'clock start uh, their time? 9 o'clock start our time? Should be good, but a sodden outfield, I would imagine. Um, Staffy and Sam, I've been thinking about the vault and wondered about... Oh, I can't read that. It might be a guess. I can't read that. Um, but if you want to go into our sweepstake, we're going to commence that straight after the news. 22 callers, 0800 150 11. Captain K has all of the horses in his cowboy hat. He'll pull them out one at a time, and I'll let you know which one you get. And the winner, whoever picks out the winning horse, will win a Good Spirits Hospitality Group $200 voucher. Well worth winning. Good Spirits Hospitality, part of the Fox. Beaven Kirster here, coming down and joining us. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz, get ready for a workday pick-me-up. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SCNZ. You know you're kind of cute with the bald head. Got a little booty in the ball maze. You know how to move with them long legs. Bring a little crew, we can all rage on. The Tesla ride smooth and the PCH. I think that I like it with the makeup on. I know that she used to all the cheapskates, but I just want the ball show off, show off. I ain't never put my jewels on. Righto, it's sweepstake time. Uh, boy, the phones have gone absolutely ballistic, uh, and I'm all about that. So if you want to get involved in the Afternoons with Staffy, 
sweepstake. 22 people will get a horse. It's completely random. Captain K is sitting next to me, cowboy hat upside down with all of the horses. Staff, can we just confirm that uh, we're we're not going to be giving anyone the scratched horses? No. Okay, The scratched horses aren't in the hat. Don't worry about that. Captain K's way ahead of that. So I hope you've got some appropriate uh, melodic accompaniment. Oh, yes. Righto, let's crack into it. Uh, the stores are full. As people hang up, you can keep ringing. First up, we got Craig. G'day, Craig. G'day, how you doing? Very well. Captain K's dipped in deep, and you have got Horse 22, high emotion. It has drawn the eight, paying about $30. Jeez, um, uh, it's not the greatest one, but did win its last start. Handles wet ground, and the rain has arrived. Down in the weights, in form, a little bit further than their best, but... A top 10 prospect, but it could jag a win. High emotion for you, Craig. Good luck. High emotion. Cheers, Steph. Cheers, buddy. Are you writing these down? Yes, you are. You are writing them down, Captain K. All right, next up, um, I'm not sure who it is. I'll just say just say hello. Uh, who am I talking to? Hello. 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 Yeah. What's your name, sir? Yeah, that's Glenn. Glenn? Yep. Yep, okay. You have drawn Numerian. It is number five. Tommy Berry, one of my favourite jockeys over there in Australia. It's an Irish bred horse. Um, they're going to ride him back. So don't don't worry if it's out the back. It's going to try and do a Kiwi and finish over the top of them. Uh, 3,200, not proven over that distance, but mate, anything can happen in the Melbourne Cup. You have number five, Numerian. Thanks, Debbie. Cheers, mate. Beautiful, beautiful. Next up, um, Jordan. G'day, Jordan. Hey, I'm back. I might as well go on the sweepstake now. <laughs> yeah, now you're in the sweep. I tell you what, you've, you have drawn my second pick, Montefilia and Jimmy Cassidy's pick. Um, drawn 11. It's uh, about the fourth favourite, I think. Um, what do I know about this? David Payne, like he's a very good trainer of stayers. Uh, his stable's been on fire lately. Jimmy Cassidy says it's a good thing. Kiwi jockey, Montefilia, number four. Montefilia, beauty. Thanks, Steph. Good on you, mate. There's his one. Next up, we've got Kevin. G'day, Kevin. How you going, buddy? Good, mate. You've got jockey Craig Newitt, and he is aboard Interpretation Drawn 6, another Irish-bred horse. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it for a number of months but hasn't been favoured in the betting circles as late. Been a bit disappointing, but they're going to put the blinkers on and they reckon that's going to see it much, much better. So interpretation uh, with Michael Jordan's number, 23. Thank you. That's keep Good on you, mate. Next up, we have Brenton. G'day, Brenton. G'day, Steph. How are you? Good, Brenton. you got a New Zealand-bred horse come out of Captain K's hat. You have number 11, uh, New Zealand bred horse 11. Damien Lane will uh, ride this. Um, where do we, what do we know about this? He was a contender in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, it's only victories covered, a bit of a country course in Nowra, but a lightweight. Uh, I'm just trying to find its weight. I can't find its weight, uh, but it's, it's been aimed at, this for, aimed at this for a long, long time. It's won at Geelong, and Geelong's a pretty good... Didn't win the Geelong Cup, but it won at Geelong, uh, Geelong Maiden two years ago. Might be tested here, but upsets happen. Number 11, Young Werther for you. 
That'll do, buddy. That'll do. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Uh, Mitchell is next. Uh, g'day, Mitchell. G'day, mate. How's it going? Very good. I tell you what, this is an interesting horse for me that you've drawn. It's horse three. Its name is Knight's Order. Now it's drawn the very yep. outside, number 24. But I uh, tell you what, its form this year has really come good. He's uh, a front runner, so that wide draw, you're going to be in the hunt right from the get-go. I think it's going to race and try and uh, douse for the lead with a couple of others. Serpentine, I think it will douse with. Uh, it's got the right racing style for this, and if you remember Might and Power, it's going to try and win the Melbourne Cup like Melbourne Power did. Knight's order number three for you. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Good on you, mate. Next up, we've yeah. got Paul. G'day, Paul. Uh, yeah, mate. Greeny. Paul Green. Paul Greeny. Oh, Greeny, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Bloody good. Oops, sorry. Oh. Good. Well, this isn't the New Zealand Cup harness, but it is the Melbourne Cup gallops, mate. Uh, you have drawn, actually, Louis, Louis Herman, Watts pick without a fight, drawn 18, another Irish spread. Uh, all things point to a good... A good race for that. Um, ran at Newmarket, solid, solid second there. Very well placed in its career. A Melbourne Cup is light on quality, and I tell you what, this is, an, this is a quality horse. So without a fight, number six, Greeny, you're right in the hunt. Legend, mate. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Next up, we have Melissa. Welcome in, Melissa. G'day. G'day. How you doing? Look, I'm outstanding. Now, you'll be overjoyed that completely at random draw, you have drawn a female jockey in Jamie Carr, riding oh, Smoking Romans. Brilliant. You've got Smoking Romans, good. horse 19, about your age, uh, 19. Um, <laughs> hasn't, got the be- hasn't got the best of form, but I tell you what, a lot of people have been talking about this. It was unlucky in the Caulfield Cup and one of the more favoured runners in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, Jamie Carr will ride it a little bit more forward this time. I think it's in with a chance, Smoking Robins. Melissa, we wish you all the very best. Sounds brilliant. Cheers for that. Cheers. Thank you. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight horses. This is the ninth horse, and we've got Big Cough. Is it Greg? Big Cough. It's Greg. Uh, Greg, yes, you um... have... You have Camora with a squeaky voice from me. It's because I'm yelling because <laughs> I'm at the pub. Uh, number seven, Camora. Jeez, uh, it's about the $50, $60 mark. Um, what can I tell you about this? Uh, hasn't had a lot of recent form. Ben Mallam is the jockey. Drawn 17, another Irish bread. I tell you what, the Irish breeds go well in this. Carrying 55 kilos. Uh, he's a dry tracker, so this rain that has arrived. But actually looking up at the screen now, it's departed again. So if it can just dry out a little bit between now and 5 o'clock, you're in with a chance. Kimura. JBSF, thanks very much. All right, mate. Jeez, uh, <clears throat> I've got a glass of water, but I haven't got time to grab it. Um, Aaron. G'day, Aaron. Hey, Seth. How you going? Good, mate. I tell you what, you've got a very realistic, lightweight chance right at the bottom of the book, number 24, Realm of Flowers, drawn five. Needs it wet. Let's hope that that shower helps it for your horse. Um, the form out of the Metrop uh, was confirmed. Uh, beats beat a really good host home doing all the work. I don't think she's good enough to win, says this person. But I think it's a top four, a realistic top four chance. And if you're a top four chance, you're a winning chance. You have got deservedly number 24, Realm of Flowers. Yep, I'm happy with that. I've got it in my first four already. There you go, boy. There you go. Uh, 
Uh, we'll do. Uh, should we do one more here, Sammy, and then we will take a break because I just need to clear my throat. Uh, Shane, g'day, Shane. G'day. How are you? Very well, Shane. Who's uh, on the road? You have drawn a horse that is trained by the Ma Eustace combination. Um, its name is Trilly Rose. Drawn twenty-two, so another wide marker. Um, she's the one with the most upside of their barn, I think. Likes Flemington. Uh, pretty good chance. Wouldn't say she can't win. Going to have to be above herself, though, to win this one. Tralee Rose paying about the 60 to $80 mark. Horse 20, Tralee Rose. Wish you all the very best of luck. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Cheers, buddy. We'll take a quick break now. We're going to have a break. Uh, regather ourselves. We're halfway through the hey, field. Staff as well, just got to say, like, these phone lines are absolutely chocker. So if you're not making it through, you just got to keep trying and uh, yeah. hope hope that you find an empty slot. But they are just going absolutely mental. Yeah, we've got 10 lines that are all full the whole time. So if you want to hold on, you can. We're going to have about a four-minute air break. We'll come back with your calls. But do keep trying. You might jag a slot. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Righto, we are 11 horses deep. We've got 11 more to go. We're back to the phones if you want to get into the sweepstake. Keep calling 0800 150 11 uh, sweepstake. Whoever picks the horse that goes across the line first will get a good spirits hospo voucher worth $200. First up is Jono. G'day, Jono. G'day, Stevie. Right. Kez has drawn yours out. Here it comes. It's folded over. I have opened it. It is trained by Kiwi. Bjorn Baker, son of Murray. It is a Rapaho. It's drawn 19. Yeah. Look, it's it's not in the top line of betting. Um, gosh, he's holding his form well, but is he up to this field? The one thing about all of these ones that are paying a bit of money is it's not a great field. It's not a, a vintage field. So um, soft, soft tracker, yes. Firm track, he'll struggle, so that rain's been good for you. Arapaho number 16 is your horse. Thank you. I was hoping for that. Oh, there it is. He got the one he wanted, Jono. Now let's go down to Christchurch, talk to Andrew. G'day, Andrew. G'day, Sassy. How are you? Love the show, mate. Yeah, yes, I'm loving it too. Loving chatting to you, and you might love this horse because it's won the Melbourne Cup before. It is Val and Declare. Val and Declare, Blake Shin is the jockey. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is the trainer. Uh, and as I say, won two years ago. Hasn't been in great nick, but I tell you what, it wasn't in great nick when it went when it won two years ago. So a former winner for you, sir. Number ten, Val and Declare. You beauty, thank you. We'll see how we go today. Cheers. Get amongst, get amongst, Andrew. Uh, we go to the mighty, mighty HV in the 04 Hutt Valley, Julian. G'day, Julian. Hey, mate. How are you? Very well. Oh, you've drawn a horse that's that I one. wouldn't mind drawing. Oh, you've drawn a pretty good one here. Hoo-ya Mel. Oh, now, that great. has been the subject of a lot of big bets into the TAB, both sides of the Tasman. Actually, uh, jockey Craig Williams, uh, look, I think everyone knows he uses Botox, but, hey, he's a great jockey. <laughs> he is a great jockey. Yeah. And Hoo-ya Mel, probably one of the worst results for the TAB. So the punters think so. I think it's a right royal chance. Number 12 in the yellow, Hoo-ya Mel for you, Julian. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much. Good on you, buddy. 
Let's go to the next run, and we're going down to Queenstown. Queenstown. Brendan. G'day, Brendan. Afternoon, Steffi. How are you, buddy? All right? I'm well. I'm well. You're going towards the top of the book. One of my favourite jockeys, Huey Bowman, on Juas. It's uh, draw number 10. It's about the $25 mark, something like that. I think this horse is on track for a big, big showing. Um, if the track is soft, five or six, uh, I think she's the number one seed, according to one local. I'm reading a quote. He thinks he's the number one seed if it's a soft track, and guess what? It's a soft track. Number two, Juas, for you. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Go well. Go well, Brendan, out of Queenstown. Let's now go to... One just dropped off. We go to James in Auckland. G'day, James. Come in, James. It's green. Does that mean anything? James? James? James, I think you're there now. Yep. Yep, yep. Gotcha. Here, Righto. Cool, Joseph, Joseph Pride is the trainer of this Kiwi bred horse with Sam Clipperton on board. It is number nine. It's got a very nice draw. Number two. Um, very consistent at 2,000 or more this year. Uh, 3,200 should be fine for it. I think if it gets some rain, a little bit more rain comes right into it. So number two, Stockman for you. In the, it's sort of in black and green colours. Too much, Steffi. Good on you, buddy, James. Let's go now to, oh, I don't know who the caller is, but this is the horse I want. We go to Dean. G'day, Dean. Howdy, Steph. How are we? Oh, I'm good, Dean. Now, brace yourself. This is the. This is my first pick. This is Emissary. It's the Geelong Cup winner. It's for a long time been a great lead-up race for the Melbourne Cup. I always take the Geelong Cup winner. Um, 2022 Melbourne Cup Emissary. He's got a nice little ring to it. It's, it's uh, saddlecloth number 17. It's drawn the three. Uh, Michael Moroni, former Kiwi or current Kiwi, living in Australia. He is the trainer. Emissary. That's the one I wanted, but you got it, buddy. All the very best. Good. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Let's now go to Michelle. G'day, Michelle. Hiya. Now, here's the one that I liked when I thought it was going to be really, really wet. So if there's a bit more rain between now and cup time, I think you're on a champ here. It is number one, top of the table, gold trip. It wears uh, sort of a blue, blue silks with a bit of a silvery horseshoe on it. Gold trip, drawn 14. Uh, was pretty unlucky in the Cox Plate, uh, but if there's more rain, I think you're a right royal show with number one gold trip. Awesome, thank you. Get amongst Michelle, thank you for calling. Next one up is Henry. Henry, how How's are going, you, Henry? Mate? I'm good, well, I'm good. I tell you what, there's no horse in this field paying less than the one you've drawn because you have drawn the favourite, Doval Legend, Kieran oh, McAvoy. Nice, number eight. Yes, number eight, draw nine, uh, the lightly raced four-year-old. Everyone's talking about it. It likes a slightly firmer track than what we thought it was going to get, but it looks like it's going to get it. So you, my friend, have Doval Legend. All the very best to you. Awesome. Thank you, Sammy. Cheers, buddy. How many have we got to go? We've got three to go. Three to go. Next up, Chappie. G'day, Chappie. Chappie from Thames. Chappie from Thames. How you going, Chappie from Thames? Backwards. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you have got a horse that will go forwards. How long it can stay forward, I don't know. But if it's a long time, you're going to be in the money. You've got number 13, Serpentine. 
drawn 23. So it's, it's again, an on-pace runner. It's going to go to the front. It will try hard to get to the front. John Allen will ride it super tight. I tell you what, if it can hang on, you'll be more than happy. Number 13, Serpentine, is your horse good, sir? That'll be a good bet for the first past the post. That is bang on. About 5.50 to be first past the post there. Might get a double win. Good on you, buddy. Whew, we've got two to, two to go. Sorry, Sam, I missed that name. It is Christopher is next up. G'day, Christopher. G'day, mate. How you going? Good. Now, um, 12 months ago, this horse was one of the favourites for the Melbourne Cup, uh, but this time um, hasn't really fired up. But it's about 100 bucks to one, but it's Grand Promenade. It's out of the Great Britain. It's drawn the ace. It's drawn the number one barrier. Harry Coffey's on board, and it's got a checkered top. And checkered, you know what checkered tops mean? That's the finishing flag. First past the post gets the checkers. So I wish you luck with Grand Promenade, the 15 horse. Cheers, mate. Good on you, buddy. Lucky last is Mark. Uh, Mark, welcome in. Hey, Steffi. Cheers, matey. Boy, you're the last horse on the ballot, my friend, and you have drawn and on I New Zealand. I just rung up two seconds ago. Oh, you jammed in. You jammed in. Daquian Sweet Jr., drawn 13, horse 14, same jersey number as John Kerwin. It was a promising stayer in the autumn. Uh, it won the Adelaide Cup. It was third in the Sydney Cup. I tell you what, if it does those sorts of performances, it might be paying 40 bucks. It's jersey 14, <laughs> and that is you, buddy. That is you, Daquia right. Sweet Junior. Awesome, mate. Thanks, Steffi. Good on you, champion. And there are our... Whoo! There are our 22... There are our 22 cheapers. Kez, great job typing them in. Uh, Sammy, great job manning the phones. I could see them going absolutely ballistic. So Big I finish coming up here, Steph. Oh, here it comes. It's the Melbourne Cup 2022. They're in the barrier. They're jumping. Do, 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 do. Is that it? That's I it, there was a big fanfare right at oh, the end. Oh, that's sort of Put just a little, little Mozart. It's a Mozart song, isn't it? Oh, Lone Ranger. Boy. Uh, is that Yes, it is. Hey, horse over. Um, gosh. <laughs> that, that pirates? <laughs> pirates. <laughs> I, think I think you're mixing your, your law there. No, no, no. Your pirates and your good. western. Hi Ho Silver, that was the name of his horse. Oh, Silver. true, yeah, Hi Ho Silver, yeah, yeah. So I think a Long John Silver. Or was that Zorro? Was that Zorro? Oh. <laughs> I was thinking Long John Silver, you're thinking Zorro. Gosh. No, Lone Ranger. Hey, um, um, woof, that was good. That was quick, fast, fun. That was epic. That was so epic. Someone just texted in and said, Emissary has a boosted price it has, of yeah. 26. Has it? It was boosted to 21. I got it at 20 once, but has it gone even higher? No, a separate one boosted. Ooh. A separate, you know how they have boosted prices on some try scorers and things like that? They've boosted emissary. Well, I got so I, that's, but I already got it boosted. So is it boosted again? Like to, a new, like boosted. to a new high? A, a, it must be a boost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, someone said, uh, same website, Brisbane is looking pretty good. It's all moving offshore and not a lot coming in after that. I tell you what, weatherman Greg, we need to put him on the payroll. Uh, he's sending me all of the weather information, which I greatly appreciate. Uh, hey, Dan, Steph, what? sorry, just quickly, do you want to get to this race at Pukekohe? Yep. I'm wondering, do we do we take New Zealand, or do you think it's going to be late? Are we able to take the New Zealand? I think Johnny Mack might be in the booth right now. Can uh, you hear us, Johnny? Can you hear us, Johnny? That's the big question. 
We just need a quick thumbs up if we can take New Zealand because we do have to get to uh, our listeners' race, which uh, I've blimmin' lost. Um, I had it written down. I reckon we, here. There we go. I was going to oh, say we play. I reckon we play Johnny Mac Roulette and we just fire off the button and hope he's there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to come to you very shortly, Johnny Mac, for the news, just a little bit early so we can get to a race. You all good with that? All good. Far away. Let's go to new sport and weather with the great accommodating man, Johnny Mac. Welcome back in. Now, very shortly, we are going to go to Jimmy Smith. He's the host over at SEN, uh, SEN uh, where SENZ, and uh, we go live into his show. He comes live into our show every Tuesday at 3.45. So we'll come in just a little bit early because, Sam, on what's making news, uh, it's a well-known fact to regular listeners that he has a company called Coco Magic, which imports coconut water, organic coconut water into Australia. So just uh, remind us of that story, which I'm going to ask him to explain. Well, I'll just say this much, Steph. I think I've found the magic in Coco Magic. I think I know, right. what, I think I know what it is. Um, right. And ordinarily, I wouldn't click on a story like this, but when I saw the headline, $1 billion worth of methamphetamine found inside a shipment of coconut water, <laughs> you can understand why alarm bells rang in my head. Is it, is it pricked my interest or peaked? Peaked. Peaked my interest. I always say pricked my interest. Peaked my interest. Um, so here's, here's, I'm actually just going to read it out to you, Steph. I think we've got time here, that the lines that I've got. Hong Kong customs f- officials intercepted 1.8 metric tonnes of liquid methamphetamine, the largest meth seizure in the city's history, hidden inside cartons of coconut water. The, sip, uh, the shipment, which is thought to have originated in South America and arrived from Mexico en route to Australia, was stopped on October 23 based on intelligence from Australian police officers in Mexico, according to a, a statement released over the weekend. Hong Kong customs, customs official Fong Kheng Wing told reporters that both the size and the nature of the li- delivery relay, uh, re- raised sorry, suspicions as coconut water shipments from Mexico are extremely rare, apparently, Steph. So I think just to add a little bit of weight to the story, we're going to go to him shortly. Just change Mexico to the Philippines because that's where he gets his coconut water. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Okay, so are we doing this? We're going to change it to the Philippines? Well, yeah, just change it to the okay. Philippines. All right. Yeah. And apparently this is worth, yeah, street value of over a billion dollars. Yeah. So this could well be Jimmy Smith's last, uh, last show. It could uh, be actually, yeah. In fact, we've got him on camera here and I'm waiting for the, uh, for the police to just storm the studio and get Jimmy. So um, you tell me how far away do you reckon we are, Sam? Because we don't have proper clocks here. Five seconds. So, oh, five, ten. Is that 15? Is that 10 or is that five? Um, so Jimmy Smith out of SEN, this will be a goodie. This will be a goodie. So uh, Jimmy Smith, uh, I think in Australia, so joins us. Down there at Flemington, although as we see, the horses come out for come on, the Jimmy. last, uh, for on, the next Jimmy. race. It's actually... Stopped raining, so that is a good sign there. Oh, hang I hope on. you can I hear me. Missed, hope, hope, you can hear me. Yeah, hope you sorry. can hear me. Sorry, mate. Uh, uh, Mark Stafford from SENZ. He's yes. I missed the jump. I was looking at the horses as uh, parading at Flemington. <laughs> well, I'm here. And now, Jimmy, we've got something we need you to clarify for us. You yes. love the segments we have on our show, right? So we have a segment called What's Making News, and it's like weird and wacky stories from around the world. Sam Hewitt's found one, and we just... We just need your, your input, please. Sammy Hewitt, tell Jimmy what we found. Uh, first, we probably should just ask Jimmy, do you have um, a good set of lawyers on you? <laughs> just need to make sure you know what's coming, mate. Um, okay. I said, okay. To, I said to Steph, this isn't normally something I'd click on, but you could, you'll understand very quickly why this raised alarm bells for me because the headline reads, $1 billion worth of methamphetamine found inside shipment of coconut water. <laughs> 
but it doesn't, on, but it doesn't stop. On, it doesn't stop there, Jimmy. If I can yeah, just uh, keep going, keep going, uh, so 1.8 metric tons of liquid yes. uh, methamphetamine uh, seized by Hong Kong customers, custom officials. Uh-huh. Uh, it's thought to have originated in South America uh, uh-huh. and arrived from the Philippines en route to Australia. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jimmy okay. Smith, explain. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, clearly that is not our shipment. Um, our shipment successfully made its way through. You'll be very happy to know. I thought you'd plead the fifth. I really and, thought you'd plead the fifth. Yeah, he's dangerous. And he's, and he's selling like hotcakes off the back of a couple of trucks. We've is, got going is, is that the mag- is that what the magic in Coco Coco Magic is, Jimmy? Well, I mean, you know. Everyone needs a little magic in their life, uh, Semi, no matter what that is. Uh, you are not the first person to raise it. In fact, I had a couple of other mates saying, anything you need to explain to us, Jim, on the back of the uh, reporting of that? Yeah, so obviously at this point, officially, uh, Coco Magic Australia would like to distance themselves from but, those earlier comments of Sam Hewitt. But see, we, we speculated, Jimmy, me and Steph, like, you know, there's certain things in life, um, I said to staff, cryptocurrency, where when something happens in the cryptocurrency world, all the sort of crypto geeks talk about it, and it's sort of shared amongst all the circles, and we thought maybe that's what happens in the coconut water industry. When a story like this comes out, you'll sort of collude together <laughs> and sort of work out your story. There coconut water cartel. Is there a coconut water cartel, and you're all on a secret WhatsApp group, and you're all just saying, who's is that? Oh, that's Barry's. You know, um, they say that Pablo Escobar used to spend literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on just on rubber bands, just to keep his, keep his cash in place. So uh, talking of cartels, um, let me tell you that I have not been out buying rubber bands of late. So okay. uh, make of that what you will. But I do know, based on that information that you've sent through now, I do know one less competitor in the market. So we're looking to improve our market share. So Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Still waiting to try it over here. Uh, the Melbourne Cup, it's a massive it's a, it's, a, it's a massive date here, Jimmy. We're in the Fox pub down on the viaduct in Auckland. It's starting to heave. The people are coming in with their untucked white shirts and their pointy shoes. Um, who, who's your selection? I'll, I'll give you two selections. Jimmy, who do you like? Okay. I've... I've I've made a change as of today speaking. I don't know. Are you aware of a bloke named Ken Callender? Yes. Right. Yes, Uh, Kenny. Yep. We we had the legendary Kenny Callender on earlier. Initially, I had the top weight and the bottom weight. Realm of Flowers. So top weight, gold trip, and Mm. number 24, Realm of Flowers. Now, Kenny said, if you get the rain, Realm of Flowers right into it. Gold trip, uh, doesn't win much. One out of 15. He then suggested number six without a fight was mm-hmm. something that I should look at very closely. So if you give me two, I'm going to go number six without a fight and number 24, Realm of Flowers. I'm giving you two runners in the cup. Right. My two, uh, Montefilia, um, drawn 11, Jason Collett, Kiwi on its back. And the one that I take every year is the Geelong Cup winner. And this year it is emissary. It has been well-backed. Uh, withering burst to win the Geelong Cup, so I'm sticking with the number 17 emissary. And just before, while you're talking about uh, Kenny Callender, does he still speak with a mouthful of marbles? I just, I just loved listening to him. Uh, he does. I tell you what, I, I did it as a pre-record. So um, I told the listeners beforehand that we did it as a pre-record and spoke to him, and he sort of was like a little bit, oh, okay, yep, yeah, um, okay, we'll record now, Ken, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as we started recording, it was like bang. He became the showman, and it, yes. it was amazing. He, he was—he told a great yarn about you'd like this one, 
uh, Jim Cassidy, who uh, I'm trying to think, it was it Greg Hall who celebrated uh, on Doremus going across the line um, and celebrated a little bit early, as it turns out, because Might and Power was indeed declared the winner after the photo. And they said to yep. Jim Cassidy, uh, jumped off the horse, what did you think? When Greg Hall saluted on Darumis, he said, I've never seen a bloke celebrate so much to come second. <laughs> I've got a Jimmy Cassidy story for you. Okay. We had him on our show today. He didn't tell it on the show, but he told it about a month ago at a function I was at. He was speaking at Kiwi, 1983. He woke up in the hotel with 200 bucks in his pocket. Got a cab to Flemington, cost him $2. So he thought, that'll cost me $2 to get home. So I got two, I got 196 left. So I put $196 on Kiwi at 10s, got 1960 in the $2 cab home, and got home as a young chap and just went, best day of my life. Well, he, he, he won it again after that, but what a run. Was Kiwi last on the turn? Last on the turn, yes. I was second last, but there was a lame horse that had got past. But it was last the whole race. Wasn't mentioned till about 50 metres from the finishing post. And one of the greatest finishes in Melbourne Cup history. And iconic in New Zealand, as you could well imagine. As it should be. Uh, speaking of, James McDonald rode the winner last year and Chris Waller trained it. So um, a strong Kiwi connection for last year's winner in very elegant. Mate, can you answer me this question, please, Staffy, before we have to, have to leave you? Hmm. Why is there a Union Jack painted on the roof of that pub that you're at? Oh, so this is uh, the greatest English pub in New Zealand. They've got a Churchill room, which is just behind me, which has got a pool table with a Union Jack for the felt. Okay. It's a uh, Brit- British pub with British grub, um, British beer, and uh, people are drinking about as much as British people do. And uh, <laughs> I just say, thank goodness I'm out of here in eight minutes. <laughs> oh, surely you're going to stick around for the race. Oh, yeah, off-air, off-air, I mean. Oh, yeah, off-air, off-air, off yeah. mate. Um, well, now you've made me... I said to Matty White earlier, who does the morning program here, I said, I've got shift envy because he was <laughs> off-air at 12. Um, he wasn't making the most of it. He was driving back to Sydney. But it, what he should have been doing is putting on his good clobber and heading out to Royal Randwick. Um, that would have been a great afternoon, I would have thought. Mate, you enjoy your cup. I hope you're, you're successful with your bets. And we'll speak to you Same next with Tuesday. You. Same, buddy. Uh, if you need a hand posting bail, give us a yell. <laughs> we might as well do that. Uh, Stay out of prison, Jimmy Smith. Uh, Jim there he is, Jimmy He's Smith, out of Australia. Out of Australia. Drop that down, Sammy. We'll take a break. We'll come back in the day. All the afternoon delights you'll ever need. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Oh, it's been great to have your company today, the 1st of November. And what happened on this day back in the day, 2001, Matt Burke kicked an Australian record 10 conversions and a penalty and a 92 points to 10 a shellacking of Spain. In 2010, the San Francisco Giants clinched their first World Series since moving from New York in 1958, a 3-1 win over the Texas Rangers. Birthdays today. An absolute great whispering Ted Lowe from Pop Black Days. He passed away in 2011, but he was born in 1920. 65 years old today, former All Black Lock, Murray Pierce, 65. 48 years old today, VVS Laxman, Indian Test Batsman. 38 today is John Wilkin, former English rugby player. And born in 1997, Kimi Oropoi, a silver fern. The number one movie on this day in 2010 was Megamind. And the number one song, yup.
Christy style. Ladies love my style. At my table getting wild. Thank you so much for all of your entries into the sweepstake. We wish all 22 of you the very, very best of luck. Uh, big thanks to Captain Kay, who's been my sidekick today down here at the Fox. Sammy Hewitt, huge shift from you down there at, uh, at the big hot house. Kirsten Beaver here. They're in the house with Manaya. The run home next. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.